Welcome everyone to episode 8 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Corey. Uh, no Will this week. Will, what's... Will's got school stuff. Will's in the chat, though. So if you're watching live, um, Will is indeed in the chat chiming in, uh, listening live. Today's topic is going to be a kind of a catch-up episode on, on a lot of the recent games that have come out. Probably stuff all the way back to the beginning of the year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got stuff going back. Uh, nice. Fair ways. Yeah, because uh, we were talking right before the show started, like, we feel like we've missed a lot of games. Uh, I've only played Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Mass Effect Andromeda for the past, like, three weeks. So I haven't played anything else. I haven't wanted to buy anything else, only because I know I wouldn't play anything else because I've been playing those two games a lot. And I feel like, at least as far as Mass Effect Andromeda goes, I still have a lot left kind of getting close to the end of breath of the wild so at least for another two or three weeks i'm i'm all set on games uh so that's our main topic what uh does anyone have anything you want to tease uh i started mass effect andromeda today okay yeah definitely talking more uh, good five hours in so oh wow okay beautiful So yeah, we'll be talking more Mass Effect Andromeda, probably more Breath of the Wild, I would think. Not that that's a teaser at this point. I did um, want to talk more about uh, Drop Shot, the new mode in Rocket League. I played quite mm-hmm. a bit of that. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to give that a fair shake as well. Excellent. I think that's it okay. for me. Yeah, I didn't play anything else other than... And my mobile games, but I don't really even need to talk about those right now. So, let's get started. Corey, what do you got? What do I have? Yeah. So I think the biggest one we should may, should maybe give a minute or two to talk about. And I actually didn't do too much research on this because I feel like most people at this point know what it's all about. But it's Persona 5, uh, which came out this week or last week. Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday yeah. Tuesday. In the U.S. In the U.S. Yes. It has been out in Japan for almost a year, right? It's been a while. It's, I think it's did it been a time. Yeah. Yeah. Did it come out late last year, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I know Eric's interested and probably yeah. going to play it, Eric. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'll, I'll grab it at some point. But like Dan said, mo- you know, it's not that I have a lack of excitement for any of these games. I just well, Zelda coming out and uh, Horizon and uh, Mass Effect and all these games that, you know, people want that will want to split with me. Like, I just, you know, JRPGs aren't necessarily my thing, but uh, I guess this is like top of the pile of jrpgs for a lot of people so i'm uh, i saw this on a on a show or it was a louis ck special that i watched that just came out on netflix and he said i'm willing to try the best of anything mm-hmm. i like that so i'm willing to try the best jrpg mm-hmm. whenever i i visit a new subreddit on reddit i always click uh i do i sort by best and this time I put all time, all time, to yeah. see the yeah. top, top time. post on that subreddit. Yeah, it's it's a, it seems like it's a an interesting concept. Like I don't know a ton about the Persona series, uh, but from what I gather, it always starts with somebody going to a new high school, mm-hmm. yeah, and like it deals with like some dark themes and some really cool art styles and things like that. Uh, anime, as people know that listen to us, has never been my thing. Um, but I don't know. It's 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 one of those video game series that is super interesting to me, and I think it's high time I tried it. So when it goes on sale here at some point, uh, 
whichever happens first, I get to a point where I want a new game or it goes on sale. I will, I will purchase it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read even read art. Uh, I don't know if I read the whole article, but scanned an article that said that even if you haven't played any Persona game, Persona games before, like Persona Five, is a perfectly fine jumping in point for your introduction to the series. So. One of the podcasts uh, that I was listening to the other day, I can't remember which one it was, but uh, they were saying it, it was kind of like Final Fantasy XV, where oh, okay, it, they tried seemed like they kind of tried to make it accessible for those who had never played, you know, Final yeah. Fantasy or Persona before. Uh, so it's kind of along those lines, which mm-hmm. is nice, good to hear. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping for uh, an eventual maybe Switch release of Persona Five. A lot of people think that's not going to happen. I don't know. It, it. I guess it depends on how much Sony has, so how much influence Sony has over the series. There is a few Persona games on the Nintendo handhelds, so that's where my my hope is that it might come to Switch or maybe PC eventually, um, so I can get I a chance saw to play. A PC it. rumor. PC rumor. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. I, it's at, I, that's it's Atlas, right? I mean, they put a lot Atlas. of games on PC. Yeah, later, like later. Yeah. So, I mean, even if it comes out at some point, I would almost be willing to buy a PS3 and, and buy it for that, you know, if I can find one for dirt somewhere just to play that and a few other oh. JRPGs I missed. Can Persona's I, a system seller for Dan. Look at that. <laughs> I've I always wanted to try couple, the series. A couple of descriptions from the website. Yeah. Yes. Just for those that might be uh, in the dark like I am about the series. Uh, so, like I said, uh, you, you play as a character who just moved to a new high school. And this is right off the Persona 5 website from Alice. Uh, During the day, enjoy your life as a student, spending your time however you please. Your power may li- be limited on your own, but by forming bonds with the people around you, you might be able to change the world, which uh, I know you guys are always uh, talking about Fire Emblem and forming mm-hmm. bonds and, and relationships in there. So I think that sounds kind of cool. Um, after school, you don the mask of a phantom thief and fight to reform corrupt adults. Uh, sounds pretty sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one down the road. Yeah, I'm inter- definitely interested in that. <clears throat> Maybe when I borrow Will's PlayStation, that's when I'll play it. There you go. But I've, already, I've got to play Horizon, mostly. I'm going to say we're going to see it on the Switch. Well, maybe not 5, because I don't know if it can handle 5. But it can handle, It's on PS3. I don't know if the Switch can handle 5. <laughs> it can handle it. It's on PS3. <laughs> yeah. I could see it coming to Switch, though. Yeah, the, uh, you know, the, the Japan. Yeah. Especially, uh, I mean, and that was the biggest thing with Zelda hitting so much. I mean, they, they're they're making twice the consoles they anticipated this year yeah uh that install base is huge and that is very attractive to publishers looking to sell this type of games especially because it's the only game in town i mean people still have their vitas and their three yeses or whatever but in terms of like modern handhelds yeah that's it yep mm-hmm. shall we move on let's I move think on it's time Here's a game I heard nothing about until uh, I started doing a little investigating for today's episode. Hollow Knight. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you guys are familiar. I am. No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, I thought it was a Shovel Knight thing, but I guess it's not. It's totally its its own thing. (laughs) So I apologize if if anybody else thought that. Uh, It's currently sitting at an 89 on OpenCritic. I should say, did I say Persona 5 has a 94? No. Does it really? 
I think that is the highest oh, wow. on Zelda. The highest rated game of 2017. Mm. Persona yes. 5 is a 94, yep, and a user score of 9. There you go. Uh, Zelda has a 96 for what it's worth. Hollow Knight has an 89, though. Third place on Open Critic. Uh, came out February 24th for the PC. There is a Switch release planned for it. It is a Kickstarter game, and you can currently purchase it for $15. So that would be a nice one to get on the Switch right now. I got a Switch story to tell you guys. Remind you me kept later. it. <laughs> By mistake. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'll so talk about yours. it a little bit later. Okay. Yeah, I'll talk about it a little bit later. Uh, so I took the the blurb uh, about what the game's about. Beneath the fading town of Dirtmouth sleeps an ancient ruined kingdom. Many are drawn below the surface, searching for riches or glory or answers to old secrets. Hollow Knight is a classically styled 2D action adventure across a vast interconnected world. Explore twisting caverns, ancient cities, and deadly wastes. Battle trained creatures and befriend befriend bizarre bugs and solve ancient mysteries at the kingdom's heart. I was trying to type Hollow Knight that whole time I was reading that, and it's way more difficult than you think because I wanted to play it in the in the the video chat. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a hand hand drawn Metroidvania two D side scrolling action kind of game. Really good art style. I've seen it compared to Ori in the Blind Forest. Uh, and I did pull Jed Whitaker from Destructoid gave it a perfect ten. Yeah, he said he 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 was playing that instead of uh, Breath of the Wild when it first came out. That's how much he loved Hollow Knight. That's so, the quote I pulled. Uh, yeah, just quickly, and then go ahead, Eric. I got my Nintendo Switch day one, and I've put around ten hours into Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, the latest game for my favorite series. Not because I don't love it, but because I've been obsessed with Hollow Knight. It is that damn good, and he called it an early contender for Game of the Year. So this is already out on Switch? No. It's on PC. For Not now. on PC. P- is it coming uh, to Switch? Did we? T- it's coming to Switch, yeah. It was TBA. Oh. Nice. Yeah, that'll be a buy for me on Switch, I think. Yeah, no, that not, sounds I like a good I, Switch game. It'll it'll be a buy for me, probably on Switch, most likely. What's the so. price running at on PC? Any idea? 15. 15? 15, all right. So it should be, what, 40 or 50 on a Switch then? <laughs> sounds about right. I hope Finding not. of Isaac money? Because then there's uh, no reason to to buy it on the Switch, <laughs> right? Yeah, that that's a game. That, that's a game I I really want want to buy. Yep, looks cool. Uh, I'm into it. I'm good for one of these games a year, so maybe this is the one. One of these types of games, I should say. Yeah. So, do we want to give Horizon Zero Dawn any more time? I mean, we I think we all plan on playing it. It was on my list. And I've played a little bit of it. Um, okay. You know, just for our episode that we did, I played a little bit of it. But, I mean, it was fantastic. Um, and I do want to talk a little bit more about it during what, what we played. Just kind of comparing. Uh, maybe not comparing, but just... I was thinking about it while I played Mass Effect today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe just some of the things that I liked better about the two games uh, comparatively. Mm-hmm. Um so I do want to talk more about it later, but I think it's one, I think Dan especially would probably like the most out of any of us. Yeah. So I'd really like for Dan to be able to play it. Yeah. I told Will, uh, hopefully sometime over the summer, maybe I'll borrow his, his PlayStation over the, over a weekend or something. And I'll, I'll binge play it over a couple days. Corey, are you planning on body. playing it? Yeah, definitely. 
I've I've <sighs> been I've been there since it was announced. I just haven't gotten around to playing it yet. Yeah. yeah. I've, yeah, I'm I've worried been you're not going to like it. Uh, yeah, that's a possibility. We'll see. It's really going to bother me if you Cor- don't. Depends on how, needs, how much Far Cry is in it. <laughs> Corey needs a special brand of open world game to, to enjoy, I think. I know, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I w- would you say Horizon is more, more standard than some of the other open world games we played before or played uh, recently? I mean, compared to what? Like Com- compared to the your your average run of the mill open world game, like like a Far Cry, it's it's more like that than it w- obviously than like Breath of the it's, Wild. It's better than Far Cry. Better than Far Cry. Yeah, it's good. It's definitely good. better than Far Cry. It's third person, right? Yeah. Which I actually really like more than the first person. Yeah, and it's, it's got interesting characters in it too, which I, yeah. I guess Far Cry you know, doesn't. The really. characters in Far Cry were okay. The you bad know, guys of were villains, okay. yeah. Voss, is that his yeah. name? Yeah. But yeah, like the, the main character in uh in Horizons really interesting, Aloy. Mm-hmm. She's a cool character and yeah. uh that really adds something to it that you didn't get out of Far Cry. Yeah. And just the story and everything is really cool so far. Yeah. And it's got think... robot dinosaurs, man. <laughs> I like third person too because you kind of feel you can see like what your character is going through as opposed to first person. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. You can see them, you know, rolling and dodging and fight and getting hit, and I I, th- I think that ties me into the open world game a little bit better than than like a, a Skyrim even. Yeah, it's. So uh, person, I I really person. I'm looking forward to going back to it. I just I, I had actually planned on playing um, Horizon before I went to mass effect Mm -hmm. but i just wanted to see what my opinion of mass effect was compared to your guys yeah i'm interested Uh, to hear your thoughts on it i can't wait so yeah that's probably good on horizon right yeah what else yeah that, that that's one we will all play at some point this year yes tell me about near 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 a tomato Yes. As your <laughs> said in the chat, <laughs> a tomato. Uh, that's probably going to be my next game purchase uh, on PC, I should say. Uh, I'm, Mario Kart Eight will probably be my next actual like game purchase. But uh, after I get done with Breath of the Wild and Mass Effect, and I want to finish Resident Evil Seven, then then Near will be the next game that I buy. I, I wanted to buy it at launch, but there's really no reason. If I wait another month or two, I could probably get it for like forty bucks. Hmm. So the video I'm playing on twitch.tv slash thumbstickathletes while we re- live record this episode is called Near a Tomato Review, the masterpiece you probably won't play. Yeah. Yeah, I've a heard lot of good people things. love it. I've heard good things. I've watched a little gameplay. Uh, it's like a it's like an open world uh, Bayonetta almost, I guess. Yep. When I played it, the demo for it, that was that's what came to mind. It's yeah. not super open world, though. Um, but yeah, it's it, the, the thing I didn't like about it was like the drab kind of art style and colors, but I know that that's yeah. what they were going for. I just don't like that in any game. It just kind of bothers me. It makes mm-hmm. me bored. Yeah. Um, but the, the fighting was cool. Uh, the enemies were, were kind of interesting. Again, I think Dan would probably be the biggest fan of this game out of all of us. So I think that's probably a good purchase for you, Dan. Yeah. Um, but I know Will bought it for PS4. Uh, so I will definitely be giving it a shot here at some point, but it is 
sadly towards the bottom of my list <laughs> of things to play. I enjoyed the demo. I just, yeah. like I said, the, the world to me wasn't super, super interesting and it was a well, little boring. Like you said, there's a lot of browns and grays and yeah, a lot, a lot of earth tones. Yeah, and it's it's just world. not really my thing, like the setting and what's going on. But yeah, because cause you're you're you play as two uh, B, who's a uh, an android, I guess, who's yeah. fighting against an, an alien robot invasion. Right, and I so. guess uh, one of the Jim Sterling was the person who I listened to most about this game, and he absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Um. And the people on his his show really enjoy it too. And I guess it has a lot of different endings, huh. which I didn't realize. Uh, like it's one of those games you, they want you to replay, um, but I guess like when you replay it, you get a different ending and it's shorter. So like it, it's, and they say like if you're not going to replay it, you probably shouldn't even play it. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I feel like I remember that being said at some point, but. Uh, yeah, five times. Beardless in the chat said you need to play through it five times. But I think they make it like desirable to go back and play it through those five times. I can't remember exactly how, and it's probably kind of spoiler spoilery anyway. But yeah, wait, it's, did you say I have to? If I'm not going to play this five times, I shouldn't bother. Uh, maybe not quite that harsh. Okay, but you should play it five times if you're going to play it. Hmm. What's What's the how long to beat, Corey? Well, my hope is based on what Eric said is the first time is X length oh, and then right. every then time after that progressively is shorter. less, but who that's, knows? That's kind of the impression I got from listening to them. Yeah. It seemed very interesting though. Like just from them talking about how, how all that worked. Yeah. It's uh Platinum Games who did Bayonetta, which is why the, there's the similarities there. Uh, they always have, they always seem to have good combat in their games. Very responsive, very, very responsive controls. It looks pretty nutty. Yeah. The stuff going on. It's a strange, strange game. Now I'm very curious. Well, I'll be mildly curious before it'll, it'll be in my steam library at some point. Yeah, Beardless says uh, playthrough A was 15 hours, and the How Long to Beat says main story at 20, so... That's not bad at all. Not bad at all. Yeah. Well, hopefully you like it enough, Dan, to play it five times. (laughs) We shall see. (laughs) It depends on how much much else is coming out, you know? Yeah. Well, I think I gotta add that to the list. I think I can do it. Okay, well, let's move on. A game I think we've talked quite a bit about, but I just want to throw it out there again, is Neo. Yes, that was that is perhaps number one on my list that I haven't gotten to play. Uh, mostly because when I heard it described as kind of a mix between Dark Souls and Diablo, I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Aside from the difficulty, which is kind of off-putting for me at this point in my life, but... Um, I don't know. This game, I'm certainly going to buy this at some point, like during a summer sale or something on PSN. Um, the enemies look awesome. Like it just, it looks like such a cool game. This was another one that uh, Jim Sterling was was high on. Pretty much everyone was high on this one. Let's see what's yeah. the Metacritic is at 88 with a user score of 8.8. 8. 
it's really cool to have these. Uh, I don't. I don't know if these are pre-established franchises or not. Games like Neo and Near and Neo and is Horizon not. isn't. Near is uh, a offshoot of another series. Okay. Uh, I, my point was I was going to make is it's just cool to have these games I'm not familiar with or have never existed before uh, IPs like hit. Yeah, you know, it's it's a cool place to be. You know, what's weird, too. And I was thinking about this. I don't know. I've been thinking about it, I guess, how well reviewed games have been to this point this year in general. Uh, a yeah. lot of the, a lot of the big releases have all done very well review wise, even like uh, going back as far as Resident Evil 7, you know, that that game was really, really good. And, uh, you know, I just don't feel like we've had that in the past. I feel like the quality of games in general has has been skyrocketing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of that just comes from like the after effects of the indie boom, you know? Yeah. Where people That's... realize, oh, there's all these really creative people that just don't have the capacity to make the games that they want. And as they succeed and get an opportunity to do more of that, not that these games were developed by indie developers from right. five years ago, but I just think that influence is there. You know, the, the creativity sure. and the vision. Mm-hmm. Near, uh, I just want to say real quick, too, this is the PS4 version. Near has an 88 metacritic and an 8.9 user score that's another another high another high score eric yeah. get off metacritic it's too corporate <laughs> man what's wrong with metacritic do people not like that now i don't why because i prefer open critic <laughs> it has I'm open sorry. in the title <laughs> let me go let me go to open critic <laughs> my bad no i actually just really like the layout of open critic i've never been to this website I saw a post, like a Reddit post about it a while ago, and they said, hey, we're building this website, and that's all I've used since. Okay. It's pretty cool. So how do they gather their, what is their thing? It's all, they do, uh, they just gather all the reviews. Oh, okay. And it's not, they don't take, like, anybody's review. It's a lot like Metacritic in that regard. They do have a vetting process, but there is something different about them. I just can't remember what it was at this point. All right. Yeah, Near has an 89 on our new favorite website, OpenCritic.com. <laughs> Screw Metacritic. Corporate bastards. It's like Metacritic <laughs> and PayPal. They're just gone yeah. by the wayside. Yep. Old hat. Yeah. <laughs> I right. do like the look of the website better, though. You're right, Corey. Yeah, it's pleasing. It is pleasing. That's important. It is important in my old age. What's okay. next? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Night in the Woods, another one I knew nothing about. You guys? I've heard I, the name, but that's about it. I just discovered this game today. I was leafing through PSN. Uh, I was interested in buying, what was it, the Parappa the Rapper remaster? Oh, yeah. Because I never played that, and uh, Giant Bomb talks about it all the time, so I was like, yeah, maybe I'll buy it. And then Night in the Woods showed up as something that people also bought. There you go. Well, Night in the Woods has an 86 on our favorite website, Open Critic. <laughs> uh, came out 20, February 21st for the PC and the PlayStation 4. It was a kickstarted game. I don't have a price on that. Do you remember the price, Eric? I want to say... No, I didn't look at the price. Yeah. Uh, I'll read the blurb. Night in the Woods is an adventure game heavily focused on story, characters, and exploration with some platforming to get around town. Maze, a cat. 
So the roofs and ledges and power lines. Will likes cat games, right? He's the one that plays all the cat games. Will's the cat guy. Uh, ledges and power lines are all her playground, and she's not the only one up there by a long shot. You'll also be doing various activities and interacting with the world in different ways, getting to know the townspeople, blah 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 blue. Uh, adventure side scroller, nineties inspired platformer. Twenty bucks. Twenty, yeah, okay. Beat me to it, Dan. Dan, you bastard. Uh, I got an oxen free vibe from playing it with little pop up bubble chat bubbles and everything. Very similar. Uh, Cat Brewster. You, go did ahead. Did you say oxen free? Yes. Okay. Cat uh, Brewster on the Guardian gave it a five out of five. And, it looks uh, thought, really cool. It does look really cool. I thought this. I pulled out this uh, description she gave uh, that I think did a good job of of talking about what the game's all about because um, she was talking about how good the writing and characterization is in the game she writes in one scene may and b head to the shopping mall where they used to hang out as kids in an attempt to salve their now tense relationship instead of the glittering 90s hangout may remembers the pair find it full of dollar stores and shuttered shops even the water fountain is turned off they wonder where the, where the mall of their youth has gone where B admits to having stared up at the food court's glass ceiling, believing it was where God lives. She says, embarrassed, I used to stare up there eating a burger, trying to see if I could see God. They laughed at themselves, at each other, and scraped together enough change to grab milkshakes on the way home. I heard uh, a couple people say this is like games, a game for millennials. Like it targets that mentality of growing that's, up in the 90s. That's what I gathered from, from your talk. Yeah. Not less interested now. <laughs> well, well, my my first reaction from watching the the video on Steam was, it's a really cool looking art style, but I don't like adventure games. Me neither. So I wouldn't play this. Uh, and then after hearing your description, I thought I definitely don't want to play this. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I really don't like action uh, or adventure games, um, like the point, especially like point and click kind of ones, and. It can get away with it. Like, I liked Oxenfree, but that was also super short. It's like three hours or something like that. Or even less than that. Uh, and it was really, really good. So, I will take it, but it better be pretty good and short for me to enjoy it. Is a game like uh, like Life is Strange or the Telltale games, are they considered, like, modern-day adventure games? Night in the Woods is eight hours. Um, yeah, definitely. But okay. I think that that's a different kind of game because you're you're much more a part of the story versus an observer of the story. Gotcha. You know, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You have more influence over the events of the story. Right. Like a telltale or life is strange. Yes. So, yeah, that's why I do like those games a little bit more. Oh, OK. I see. Oh, yeah. I see. Obviously. Because, yeah, when you're in a point and click, you just move from one, like uh, Broken Age. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's an adventure game that you have no control over what's going on. You just yes. go through the events. Yes. Uh, but even, I mean, even Broken Age was close for me because, like, you were still kind of solving puzzles. There was still that aspect of it. Well, I thought all adventure games had, like, a puzzle element to it. Otherwise, you're not really playing a game, right? Yeah, that's a good point. I think it depends on the extent of the puzzles. Right. That's why I said Broken Age was almost there for me. They were just a, lot, a little too easy. A lot of a times, those, those those type of games have, like, really bad obtuse puzzles, as they're called. Right. Stuff just doesn't make sense, you know? Like, find the cone yeah. and put it on top of the guy's head to 
make him drop his watch or something stupid. You yeah, know? exactly. The game that cemented my hatred of adventure games was Grim Fandango, <laughs> the remaster. Yeah. Oh my god, I hated that so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never played Grim Fandango. I'm only laughing because I Don't. know how much people like that game, and it's just funny. Oh, so candid about it sucking. It was so bad. <laughs> well, that's how I feel about Dead Space. Everyone yeah. loves Dead Space, but that was one of the worst games I've played in a long time. Really? Oh God. It was wow. just the most clunky thing I've ever played in my like. It felt like I was playing with a box of sand for a controller. I know some big Dead Space fans. Yeah, a lot of people, and I didn't find it scary. I wonder if it's. I I think I played that shortly after I played Outlast the first time, which I thought was legitimately scary. I wasn't scared at all during in Dead Space. Mm-hmm. It was just nothing there for me. Anywho, Fallout four for me. Um, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, Will's throwing Red Dead into the ring there. That's a, yeah, I'll, that's another I'll one I really don't that. like. <laughs> I liked Red Dead. I couldn't even drive that fucking horse around. We've come a lo- Our horse technology has come a long way. It really has. I, I, apparently, I was in the minority because when I remember when I talked about this when when I finally got around to playing it, uh, I think it was Idaho Jake and Tito both said I. Basically, I was an idiot and just can't drive the horse, <laughs> ride the horse, whatever, however you want to put it. And maybe that's true. I was going to say, we can't fully rule out that possibility. No, but that was off the heels of D-Horse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is still probably the best horse I've controlled in anything. Yeah. Breath of the Wild is not Tito bad. Tito in the chat tonight says, that's on me. Nothing wrong with the horse. <laughs> I fucking beg to differ, Tito. Go play D-Horse, and then tell me there's nothing wrong with that shitty Red Dead horse. I liked uh, the Horse and the Witcher. Horse and the Witcher was Roach. okay. The The thing I liked about that was you could just hold down the run button when you were on a path, and you would just follow the path. It was wasn't the nice. Zelda horse supposed to do that? It does. It does? does it? I've not only very, been... Not very well, but it does. Okay. okay. I, ca- I captured the horse, and I haven't used it since. I've never... <laughs> Same here. I okay. left him in Kakariko Village. Yeah, off I went. I did ride the the what was it the boar once, or yeah. no the elk the elk that was pretty cool. But I never never captured never registered one. Yeah, I registered one horse, and then occasionally I'll steal a horse from a moblin or whatever and ride him around for a while. But yeah. Yeah, Beardless says it was supposed to avoid trees. Yeah, I remember them. That was a big point that they talked about in the reveal. Was how they were working on getting the Wait. horse to avoid trees. And the Witcher, yeah, I felt, did it way better than Zelda. Yeah, because I mean, it makes sense because a horse wouldn't just run into a tree. Yeah, you know? unless it's in Red Dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> then it gets stuck on fences and. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Okay. Where were There's we? There's got to be some great Red Dead horse videos. <laughs> I should have just filmed myself playing. It would have been <laughs> one long nightmare of horse ri- horseback riding. <laughs> be good torture videos. Oh, right here. Right here. Beardless. I went back to Red Dead, rode the horse right into an outhouse, got stuck, and never went back. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Horse sucks. Tito's got his uh, nostalgia glasses on, I think. It happens. Uh, the, the nostalgia tinted glasses. Yep. 
It happens. They're a strong pair of lenses. <sighs> anyway, we good on uh, night, night in the Woods? Yeah, where we yeah. were, Night in the Woods. Yeah. I Fair. forgot what we were talking about. Yeah, I'm good with Night in the Woods. And okay. I pulled a few more... I pulled a few more indies that I was interested in. Uh, one of them being Bleed Two. Any familiarity with Bleed? No. No, me neither. Uh, it is a sequel. It came out February eighth for PC. Uh, Bleed Two is a relentless action arcade game featuring air dodging, bullet reflecting, and tons of bosses. Rin is the world's greatest and only remaining hero. Help her battle an invading force of villains and live up to her title as the greatest hero of all time. Uh, I got a mighty number nine vibe off of it, but much more fast pace. And I didn't play mighty number nine, but this game looked fun. And I guess mighty number nine was not very much fun. Um, John Markley on the escapist gave it a 4.5 out of five writing quote bleed Two initially looks, especially in still images like a fairly conventional 2D retro shooter, it isn't. Like its predecessor, Bleed 2 is about putting you up against the opposition that seems completely unreasonable and insurmountable, because in most games, it would be, and giving you the tools to win anyway. Between your quadruple jump, zoom, and the ability to slow time, you can be both incredibly maneuverable and extremely precise. And you need to be, because Bleed 2 likes to throw a lot of crap at you at once, especially on higher difficulties. Huh. So this is like your this will f- scratch that uh, action 2D platformer itch for 2017. It looks like anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, looks looks like a, a lot of fun. Maybe a good under the influence game. Lots of colors, a lot of crazy nice. action. <clears throat> I don't Nobody. No. Nah, I got no time for that game. Ain't got no time for that. <laughs> no. All right. Definitely not. But do you have time for Bye Bye Box Boy? <laughs> I doubt it, but let's hear about it. <laughs> bye Bye Box Boy, Boo Bye, whatever, uh, has an 84 on Open Critic. Came out on March 23rd for the 3DS family of home entertainment systems. Uh, square off against the odds in Bye Bye Box Boy, a charming 2D puzzle platformer available exclusively from blah, 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 blah. Join QB, a conundrum-solving cube on an all-new adventure. Well, you, where you'll need to box clever and ingeniously navigate your way through more than 180 brain-teasing levels. So I never played the first Box Boy. I don't think any of us did. No. no, Really highly reviewed, though. Very highly reviewed. I know people... I think it was one of the like, top-reviewed games of the year two, that it came two out. Two years ago, maybe? Three years ago? 16 or 15 or something. Yeah, two, two years ago. Um... If you're not familiar, maybe Thomas was alone would be a good way with just the shape. Uh, although on this one, you're a box. And I did watch the trailer for this one. You have babies in this one. And they showed you have baby boxes. And they showed uh, QB. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. Quibby. Uh, escorting a baby through a level. So that's going to be some sort of challenge throughout the game. And like a wife or something like that. A, a box with a ribbon on it. The Miss Pac-Man kind of character um and some new powers so a lot more different things going on and like i said it reviewed pretty well um i have no way to play this i don't have a 3ds of any kind anymore it actually looks really cool yeah uh really fun kind of zen puzzle game zone out and just do it i uh, think always... the thomas alone thomas was alone comparison was pretty accurate yeah yeah definitely uh just with 
more emphasis on puzzles and less emphasis on story. Yeah. Yeah. So Will bye bye play on two DS. Yes. Cool. I mean, it's I assume cool. when they say three the three DS family that they're including two DS. But I don't know that for sure. I think any game that you can play on three DS, you can play on two DS. I don't think. I don't there's know any... if that's true. I think there's a couple. Really? There's a couple that are three DS new three DS uh, exclusives. Right, right. But those will only work on the new three DS. Right. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that one's kind of interesting. Yeah, I'm into it. Maybe a, a scapegoat kind of feel a little bit for me, too. I couldn't get past like the second puzzle in that game. Too hard? Oh, yeah. Okay. About, as hard as, the, about as hard as the horse is in uh, Red Dead, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Not nearly as hard. <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw another name out there. Thimbleweed Park. Now, where did I see this? I've seen the name floating around. Game. So, Thimbleweed Park also has an 84 on our favorite website, Open Critic. Came out March 30th for PC, and it is coming to PlayStation 4. Uh, okay. It's by at least one of the guys. I don't know who the other guy is, but Gary Winnick is from Lucasfilm Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of his Kickstarter games. Um, it's a spiritual successor to Maniac Mansion and The Secret of Monkey Island, which were both Lucasfilm games. Some of the best Lucasfilm games, right? Mm-hmm. Those are those are Lucasfilm games. No, I think I think so. Okay. Well, if they're not, forgive me. Uh, the trailer for the game features a clown that really reminds me of Krusty the Clown. Like every other word is a swear word, and he's super vulgar and crusty. <laughs> uh, and I guess that's the main character. I'll just quickly read through the description here. Welcome to Thimbleweed Park, population 80 nutcases, a haunted hotel, an abandoned circus, a burnt-out pillow factory, a dead body pixelating under the bridge, toilets that run on vacuum tubes. You've never visited a place like this before. Five people with nothing in common have been drawn to this rundown, forgotten town. They don't know it yet, but they are all deeply connected, and they're being watched. Blah, 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 blah. Question, question, question. And you'll question everything you thought you knew in a town like Thimbleweed Park. A dead body is the least of your problems. Uh, so yeah, this clown is like this dude who was a really successful clown and he got a curse put on him or something. I wasn't really following the trailer, but uh, it does have that retro style to it with the uh, modern polish, kind of like an owl boy or something like that. So that's supposed to be pretty good and uh, with a good team behind it uh, might be one to consider, at least for me. I don't know about you guys. It looks cool, but again, it looks like it's just one of those... Kind of watch it happen games. Yeah. At least in this one you have an inventory. Oh, you know what, Dan? It does is the, uh, like, the old school, like, pick what you want to do to it. Like, you have a list of things on the screen. And then you click on the the actual game, what's going on. Like, push or pull or open or whatever. Yeah. So, probably a lot of trial trial and error, which I don't like. I don't either. Maybe it is a pass me i don't know it looks interesting but yeah i don't think i'd like it yeah uh and that's all i have i don't know if there's anything else you guys want to talk about those are the only ones that jumped out at me and i'm kind of interested in uh just kinda there's nice. a couple for me that you didn't talk about um i've i've mentioned this so many times on here before that kingdom hearts is a series i've always wanted to kind of try and get into 
Um, so Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5 Remix recently was released on March 28th for PS4. And that's one that I probably would have bought if there wasn't so many other good games out right now. So I will probably pick that up at some point this year, if not next year. Um, but yeah, it's just it's one of those series that I've always wanted to, to kind of get into. I think I played one of them, uh, and I really liked it at the time. I don't know how well they've they've held up, but um, I played the first one for my writing for video games class. How was it? It's good. It was good. the best homework I ever had. Nice, nice. <laughs> uh, one of the other ones I wanted to mention, and this is strictly as a multiplayer game, was uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I could have a lot of fun playing this with with other people. Um, but again, that's probably the main reason I haven't played it, even though Will so graciously purchased it on Xbox. Uh, I'm really hoping that my buddy Jeff is going to pick it up at some point so we can play it together. Is that out yet? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't feel it's, like I read any reviews for it. I mean, it's just in the middle of all of these really good games. Yeah. You know? Um. Let's see. What else? I'm just going up the list of games that have come out. I think we pretty much... Halo Wars 2 was one that Will and I split uh, that I would like to put some time into at some point. I really like real-time strategy games. Uh, For Honor was one that Will bought that uh, I really... I only tried super briefly. Uh, It was interesting. I don't don't know if it would have any staying power with me, but again, that's one that if Will and I could find some time to play together... It looked like it would be a really good time. Problem with these multiplayer games, man. I just—it's so hard. The older you get, to to put together some time to play with somebody. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I think that was pretty much it for me. Yeah. Yeah. About wraps it up. Let me throw one out here. Yep. Lego City Undercover came no. out Tuesday. Here's here's the rub, Eric. It's available on Switch. It's still no. No? No. Weren't you interested in that, Dan? Yeah. I wanted to get it for the Wii U, but it was always super expensive because it was, I think it was a launch title or a close to launch title. Yeah. Uh, and I could never find it cheap used. Um, so how much is it? Is it a full 60 bucks? Uh, probably. Okay. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested in it. I don't know if I'll ever get around to it or not. It came out for because it was like I said originally. It came out on the Wii U a while ago, and now it's now it's multi-platform. It's probably you know a Steam sale pickup any a year from now. You know, for ten bucks or whatever. Yeah, I think it, I don't know seventy six. Eh, we'll see. Yeah. Some people say it's the best Lego game. Yeah, that's a low bar. <laughs> the, the Lego games are fun. I've played a few of them. They are they are a decent time. Yeah, I'm not knocking yeah, them. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna saying. agree with Corey on the low bar there. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So many good games though that we've missed out on. I know it. Well, I'm also kind of playing games differently this year than I have in the past. We past years really doing this podcast is just kind of playing one thing yeah i've been trying to do that 
Um, and I've, I've been fairly successful at it. I've stuck with stuff longer than I usually would. Mo- ma- mainly when I say that, I'm talking about Zelda. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> we'll see how that goes with the other games. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just tough because like, you want to have something different to talk about for the podcast. But at the same time, like, I also want to play these games. Yeah. That's why I haven't. Uh, <clears throat> that's why I never stick with multiplayer games anymore. Because if I like that, part of the reason why I stopped playing Guild Wars 2 was because that's all I was playing. Yeah. You know? Dan, are you planning on getting Destiny 2? Yeah, I'll get Destiny 2. I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. So, I mean, it's up to you if you want to get it for PC or PS4. Oh, no, I'll get it for PC. I'll I'll probably play it, you know, for a couple weeks, play through the story, and, you know, that'll that'll probably be it. But I'm definitely going to get it. Okay. Uh, anything else? No. Nope. Shall we get in nibbly bits? Uh, I gotta take a break. You gotta take a break. Is it a quick break, or you want to take a, take a few? I have to walk the dog. Oh, so we'll take a few. Take a uh, few. So, so we'll we'll be back in a couple. Or yeah, we'll be back in just a minute. Uh, and do nibble bits and and our weeks. Welcome back, everybody. 298 of the Filmstick Athletes podcast. We are now in our Nibble Bits segment. Corey, why don't you get us started with Nibble Bits? Nibble yeah, bits. sure thing, Dan. Um, Zelda Breath of the Wild update boosted the frame rates some. Uh, Game Explain posted a video showing the difference. Uh, they went to a few different areas. One of them, the last one being the Korok Forest, which is notoriously bad when it comes to frame rate. Uh, and it's still pretty poor, slightly improved, but still poor overall. So, um, but it did, it did steady it out in a lot of other places that they, they demonstrate pretty well. So good on, good on Nintendo for going in and and fixing that issue. But I was honestly, I was thinking about it. I never thought twice about the frame rate. It never caught me up in that game. Uh, me neither. And I am one who both notices and gets annoyed by bad frame rates, but it's never, never, never noticed it. I yeah. literally really? can't believe that, especially with you, Dan. Yeah. Now, part of it is I've only really ever played in handheld mode, which I know the frame rate is better and more consistent in the handheld mode. Yes. I'm not is. a so, frame rate guy, and it's bothered me true. numerous yeah. times. Yeah. I've, I've, I've only played most. Well, not only, but mostly docked. Yeah. That kind of probably makes sense then, because I probably 90 percent of my game time was spent undocked. Yeah. So maybe that's why it didn't stand out as much to us, Dan. I probably played. I bet yeah, I played like three hours on the TV, and that's it. Out of I was telling Eric, I pl- it's above sixty-five hours now on Breath of the Wild. Yeah, you're a crazy person. <laughs> it's just sick. My uh, coworker who sick. plays uh, all along, he's been telling me, "Oh, I'm going to do all the shrines before I beat it. I'm going to do all the shrines before I beat it." And I was like the opposite. I'm like, "Well, I was starting to get bored, so I didn't do them all. I think I did like fifty shrines or something like that." Mm-hmm. But it's crazy to me that there's on top of the 50 that I saw, I think there's I 90 last something, week, right? There's 120. 120. Really? Yeah. Wow. And that was crazy to me. I'm like, I did 50 of them. If I had to guess, there there would be like 20 that I saw and didn't do. So that's a whole like, do the math, 50 yeah. more that I never even saw. How many of those are extremely difficult to find? You know, like yeah. But now he's starting to come in, and he's like, yeah, I'm kind of slowing down on Zelda. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you are. I think I've done well, – I guess I can look. It's right here. But I think it's 70-something, 70 72. 
74. I have a bloody nose. <laughs> I was wondering why my nose kept running. I'm like, I'm not sick anymore. Because it's, it's not bleeding. From, not from the dry air. Uh, no, it's extremely humid. Maybe I'm about to have a something. Let me get a tissue. A tissue, <laughs> if you will. <clears throat> you want me to do my nibble bit, Dan? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Just the oh shoot! I really wanted Corey to be here for this. He didn't know about it. Okay, I you want to do one of yours? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, Microsoft actually made an, an announcement today about the specs for Project Scorpio. Uh, this isn't probably not going to make much sense, but the CPU is eight custom x86 cores. The GPU is six teraflops. 12 gigabytes of GDDR5 RAM. Memory bandwidth is 326 gigabytes per second. It's got vapor chamber cooling and a one terabyte hard drive. Uh, So the CPU is going to be 30% faster than the Xbox One CPU. Uh, And the GPU is 4.6 times more powerful. Uh, Microsoft apparently announced that 4K gaming at 60 frames per second is possible. Uh, That means nothing to me. Because my game, my computer can run some games at 4K at 60 frames per second, like um, FTL. You know, like it depends on the game. You know, are we talking Mass Effect Andromeda at 4K at 60 frames per second, or are we talking, you know, last gen games? So that meant nothing to me, but those are the specs. Uh, Digital Foundry estimates it's going to be $500 based on the specs and comments from Microsoft. So. There's that coming out this fall. Meh. Yeah. I mean the the specs themselves do nothing for me. It it all depends on how well everything's optimized for it, you know. Plus they're not putting out any interesting games. That uh, that's that's just it. That's yeah. And and for someone like me, like a lot their games are coming out on PC now too, so Yeah. I'll get them for my system that I already have. Like what? What is coming out for Xbox? Crackdown. Uh, and that's all the uh, Sea of Thieves. So what's the what's the long play here for for Xbox? Uh, do you think they're trying to extend the life? I don't know of the generation. I don't know. They, they don't have they don't have enough exclusives. I don't think to compete. A lot of people said that this is not like it's not like the PS4 Pro is to the PS4. It's almost like a whole new generation. Yeah. Almost. See, I thought that too at first, but after all this stuff today, it just kind of seems like it is the PS4 Pro, just a little more powerful. Right. Or maybe it's a lot more powerful. I don't know. But at the end of the day, that means nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you don't have the exclusives, you know, it's. I mean, Halo 6, that doesn't get me excited at all anymore. And who knows when that's Gears going to five. The thing about it, though, is is all it would take. And I know this is crazy talk because Breath of the Wild is a once in a generation kind of game. But uh, all it would take is like a Breath of the Wild caliber game that only the Xbox one could run. Yeah, maybe, maybe Halo is just that awesome. And they are like getting out ahead of it. God, I, very, so very, bad. yeah, very wishful thinking. But yeah. in the off chance that's the case, it could be a huge move. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I, I guess I was, I was just pretty underwhelmed. Because, like, like Dan said, I, the specs mean nothing. Yeah. 
Stop yeah, until, uh, until you see it in action, like it's now that uh, I should give developers options to run their game at higher higher resolutions and stuff. Um, so that may be important. I don't know. It all depends on on the adoption rate, like with the Nintendo Switch. You know, if people aren't buying it, then developers aren't going to make the graphical improvements that are possible with the system. You know. How long are we into this generation? Oh, three and a half years. Almost three and a half years. Interesting. Yeah. It's a lot longer than I thought it was. It'll be uh, pretty interesting to see what they do with this whole thing at uh, E3. Yeah. You got to imagine that's going to be most of their presentation is showing the new Forza. I'm sure that will look awfully slick on that machine, but... It already looks slick, so like, do I yeah. need to go buy a new Xbox for a racing game? Yeah. No, they're. I think they're in. They're in a kind of a bad spot. They are. Okay. They are in murky waters, Dan. It was funny because I, uh, I like reading the the sales numbers, uh, and they always seem to have really good sales numbers on Japan. And people bought more Wii U's than they did Xbox Ones in Japan over the past few months. <laughs> like, wow, dead system. I think the the over the course of, I don't know if it was a quarter or a month, they had there was like four hundred Xbox One sales and like eight hundred eight hundred Wii U sales. <clears throat> so, yeah, I don't know. There, it's it's a mess. Will Will Murtha in the chat says the new Xbox dashboard is terrible. Is it? There was an update that was put out. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's still pretty bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of used to it now. But yeah, it's it's clunky. My Xbox was being a piece of shit the other day. I had to like monkey around to get my internet connection working on it, and it's just like it's just such a clunky feeling console. Right. Yeah. How about the Switch? Like, It just works. And it's so simple. It's so simple. Everything about it is simple. Yeah. Simple and snappy. Except for my nibble bit. Uh Oh. Simply disturbing. Uh, Corey, and I'm I'm excited to talk about this because you hadn't heard about this yet. Uh, A lot of switch owners and this was reported on reddit i believe at first yeah uh but other people have come out and and said the same thing is happening to them after a lot of use in docked mode the heat is causing the switch itself to kind of bow huh yeah the tablet Uh, and there's pictures out there if anybody's interested of to to look those up so i did check mine today and i do not see any bowing going on but I'm sure other people have played uh, more than I have. But I thought um, that was that was interesting. It's okay. Bizarre. What were the... Did they any rhyme or reason to it? The heat. Because it does get pretty warm if you keep it in the dock while you're playing. Okay. So I guess the heat is, is causing it to bow. Interesting. Yeah. So it's just something to keep an eye on. Yeah. So is that uh, does that constitute a 
warranty repair or because that's a d- design flaw, isn't it? You would imagine it would be. I don't know. I didn't see anything as far as like people returning them or how that works. As far as I know, it hadn't hasn't uh, affected the functionality at all. No, from, from what I've no. read so far, that's correct. It's just that's weird. <laughs> My uh, laptop is getting worse and worse to the point now where if I pick it up while it's on, it just shuts off. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. If I like yeah. adjust it and it hits like a little bump on the table or something, it shuts off. Stupid. <laughs> it's very sensitive. Well, I mean, it doesn't owe me anything. It's like six years old, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, but... I, I I pretty much stopped using my laptop too. I can't really do anything on it. It's so freaking slow. So, okay. Uh, Corey, what do you got? Uh, my last one announced today, Marvel Heroes is coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One under the name Marvel Heroes Omega. The free-to-play sort of MOBA MMORPG hybrid kind of thing uh, that came out last year. Um, there will be a closed beta coming out this spring. Right around the corner. We are in spring. Yes, we are. I'm it's, interested uh, in this one. Yeah, yeah. It's. It, uh, I know people really like it. The people that play it. Um, I think it's considered like a well, cre- well made free to play game, uh, especially one in the Marvel universe. So that's good. My my girlfriend's brother uh, has been playing Neverwinter on his mm-hmm. Xbox, which is also free to play. He loves it. Loves really? It. Yeah. I never saw that coming. So I don't know. Maybe there's something to to the uh, free-to-play on uh, console market. Mm -hmm. That's all. That's all I have. What else you got, Eric? That's it. Okay. I got one more. Uh, New Humble Bundle. This is one for the PS4. It's a THQ Nordic uh, Humble PlayStation Bundle. For $1 or more, you get the Book of Unwritten Tales 2, Red Faction, Super Dungeon Bros, Deponia, uh, Arcania the Complete Tale. If you pay more than the average, which right now is twelve oh five, you also get Battle World Chronos, Destroy All Humans, The Legend of K Anniversary, and Destroy All Humans 2. And then if you pay $15 or more, you also you get all those and then MX versus ATV Supercross, Darksiders, Darksiders 2, <sighs> MX versus ATB Supercross Encore. And then Darksiders 2 Definitive Edition and Darksiders War Mastered. So you get both the... Oh, I'm sorry. The Darksiders are... The regular Darksiders are for PS3. And then the remastered versions of Darksiders are for the PS4. So yeah, there's that. So yeah, 15 bucks. That's like I think it's like 12 or 13 games. It's, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I've, I've always kind of been interested are. in Darksiders, but there's just so uh, many games out that that are of higher quality than that. I want to play Darksiders yeah. too, but I'll no. never play it. I'll just never play it. Yeah, don't don't bother. Nah, I'm what? not going to. They were good, good games, but we're so like Eric said, we're so far removed. There's so many better games to play. If you're gonna spend sure. time on, I'd rather go back so to The many... Witcher. Yeah. There's just a million other things that are more worth it. 
I still have to beat The Witcher my second playthrough. You still got to beat your five playthroughs of Nier. I do. I haven't even started that. Yeah. Uh, how was your week, Corey? Good. It's been. It's still been nutty. Things really haven't calmed down yet. I think this weekend though is when things are really gonna settle. Uh, I'm just gonna gonna be a hermit this weekend, which will be nice. Uh, I turned old this past week. I'm 30 years old. Happy birthday. Thanks, thanks. Normally, normally on our, on our birthdays, we we send out a message on Facebook. But since I'm the guy that normally does it, <laughs> didn't happen for me. I didn't even think about it. That's so true. God, uh, we suck. So for the <laughs> listeners that did not know and did not wish me a happy birthday, uh, it's not your fault. So it's my fault. I probably worry about it's it. Dan, it's, it's it's all of our faults except Corey's. <laughs> you I know what? It's Corey's fault for allowing this to happen, for allowing <laughs> this kind of behavior to go on. He's an enabler. He's an enabler. Truthfully, though, I know you're going to call me a liar, but I didn't even think of it till we were starting start recording today. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. Uh, that was fun. I got cabin in Woodstock, New York, with some friends, and we pretty much just drank the whole weekend. So it was all my nice. my friends who were turning thirty, uh, or have already turned thirty this year. So we're uh, a bunch of old dudes, but. Boy, we sure didn't drink like we were old. I brought 24 Utica clubs. I'm not even going to try to count all the beers we drank, but those 24 Utica clubs were gone the first night. And there was really only three guys drinking. And that's probably half of what we drank the first night. Wow. It's just way too much beer. Yeah. Uh, but that was cool. I watched a movie. I like to plug movies every now and again. Uh, Edge of 17. We watch. It's a coming of age story about a high school girl whose best friend starts to date her brother, uh, and they sort of have a falling out. And she, there's all this other stuff going on. Really good movie. It was like has a ninety something on that shitty website that aggregates reviews. Um, that's pretty much all I'm going to say about it. Those movies don't usually hit for me, but this one was really good for a lot. Would of I like reasons. that this movie? I think so. All right. It's an easy to watch. Woody Harrelson's in it. He plays a really great character. He's just like a teacher. Is it going to make me think at all? Not as much as you might want. Yeah. But there's enough humor in like the lead actress. She's really, I think, I thought she did a really good job. Um, my girlfriend said she was like a Disney actress on the Disney Channel growing up or something. I forget her name. But um, yeah, pretty pretty good movie overall. Okay. Um. Also, I mentioned to you guys I went to that home buyers thing. Hang on a second. Yeah. Never mind. I was going to ask her what the name of it was. But basically, it's like, a, I don't know if it's run by the county or the city of Utica. A home buyers club or something like that. That's not what it's called. I'll Google it. I'll figure it out. But basically what it is, it's a, it's a public service uh, provided to anybody in Oneida County, which is where we live, uh, who is interested in buying a house. What you do is you go in there, you tell them all your financials, um, and they sort of coach you through the process of buying a house. Uh, it's meant mostly for like lower income people, um, but anybody who wants to go can go and take advantage of it. And it was really helpful. And the guy uh, that we met with, we kind of hit it off because he was a video gamer, and we talked to him oh, about nice. Zelda. 
And then he said, he made mention, because we were going through our budgets, and he's like, so how much do you spend on Ma- Magic the Gathering every month? <laughs> and I was like, actually, nothing now, but there was a time. And he's like, oh, believe me. And uh, I told him I'd give him all my old cards. So, Oh, nice. But yeah, you fill out all your financials. They show you, like, if you walked into a bank about what you'd expect to get a, be able to get a mortgage for. Um, Corey, at no, the Home Ownership Center? It could be. All right. That sounds right. I know I made fun of you. I know I made fun of you earlier, but I feel like that's a valuable thing to have. Oh, my God. Are you you kidding? Because you kind of get blindsided by a lot of that stuff. If you go in without knowing what, you know, what to expect, what what you're looking for, like a lot of that blindsided you. And we we had a I mean, like you said, Google it. And we have I mean, we took we've taken the home buyers course and all that stuff Um in preparation, I mean, this probably isn't even going to happen this year, but, you know, just to start turning the wheels a little bit on it. Uh, but it was really helpful, and he brought us brought up some programs that we could take advantage of. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of Home Buyers Club that banks do. Uh, basically, if you go to a bank and agree to give them $200 a month, uh, after 10 months they will turn that money into so you would have given them $2000 they'll turn that money into $7500 so they'll give you $5000 $5500 uh just for giving them $200 a month for 10 months what are they invest it must be yeah the catch is that you have to do your mortgage through them oh, okay but the guy we talked to said that doesn't matter definitely do it cuz it's free essentially five thousand five hundred dollars you can always refinance after a few years anyway that's what he said that's what he said um and he said in every case he's seen it happen nobody's gotten screwed in doing that uh he also brought up this thing there's a credit for people who want to live in the city of utica uh notably (laughs) it's like alaska (laughs) notably the area uh called west utica and he said he could get us twenty thousand dollars towards a house in west utica shit yeah, so if you think what, about it, what kind of things do you have to put up with though living in Well, West that's what he's like. He's that's what he said. He's like, and nobody wants to live in West Utica. And yeah. I was like, well, yeah, I could see that. But if you think about it, that's like so we contribute $2,000 and all of a sudden we have $40,000 worth of house. Yeah. Which is I mean, it's it's crazy, but yeah. people st- people still aren't taking advantage of it. Well, West Utica. Rate. Right. That's that's the rub. Um but no, it was really helpful because they do like the whole thing where you do like Okay, so what are some obstacles towards achieving your goal? Um, and they they sort of talk you through that and give you some ideas of of ways you can tackle those obstacles. Uh, and it can be as simple or as complex as you want it. So really helpful for us. Um, basically, we just realized we're just going to start saving a lot of money and be able to have a big down payment. So yeah, the 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 quote unquote magic number is twenty percent. Yeah. Which we weren't even close to because we we like we kind of all of a sudden just bought a house. That's, Nor yeah. were we, Dan. <laughs> yeah, it just we stumbled upon it. We were like, oh, we're getting we're getting married soon. We should probably get a house. So, well, I feel Not bad exactly how it happened, but my girlfriend by herself is already halfway there. <laughs> oh, really? Wow, twenty percent. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, she's Good. she's been careful, and I feel like a fucking loser. But hey, <laughs> I'm getting there. Hey, Corey, listen. Uh, had I not found the lady I'm with, I'd probably be homeless right now. So yep. yeah, that's same here. 
I mean, I've I've always been somewhat responsible. I just sort of with student loans, I just really screwed myself, yeah. and it's I don't know if I'll ever get out of it. So I'm terrible. That's another thing too. If if I walked into a bank and tried to get a mortgage, even if I was going to co-sign, they'd be like, uh-uh, not this guy, <laughs> <laughs> not student loan guy, uh-uh, not this guy. So yeah, that, but like, that's, you, like, that's a big obstacle for us. But well, like you um, said, if you have if you have a big enough down payment, no one's gonna exactly. say no. And that's how it is right now because like I'm making enough that we can just save a lot and have a big yeah. down payment. And you know, at, at a certain point, it's like, well, let's just give them the mortgage. They're they're kind of close. Yeah. <laughs> what know? are the what are the houses like running up there? It depends on where you're looking. We want to live in this town. Yeah. And like the cheapest ones here are like 120. In, okay. in town here, which still isn't terrible um, oh. for all. And they're not that nice, but like Clinton's just a really nice town and we want to stay in it. So plus you, you're probably willing to do some work. Yeah, definitely. And I want to get a uh, two family home and rent out the other half of it. Good idea. So that's an option we're looking into. We're actually looking into a lease to buy yeah. option mm-hmm. in Clinton. Um, so there's a lot of different things flying around, but I only brought it up because you guys have been talking about houses so much and just throw my, <laughs> throw my two cents in it's such well, a shitty, shitty process. Oh, it's so yeah, worse. It is. It's the I, worst. I, like I was telling Eric in, <clears throat> in our chat, I'm surprised anyone even owns a house just because of how much shit you have to go through. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Yeah, it's, I was telling Dan, like I mean, <clears throat> we pretty much got everything ironed out at this point. It's just like a wait. I feel like we've gotten no closer to August. I just want to move in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, hey, I just want to get in there and... You're, you're you're about as close as you can get without it being official, Eric, right? <laughs> no, pretty much. Pretty much. But the uh, the people we bought it from, their, their new home they're building is on schedule. And they've That's done all the repairs we asked for are already done. Oh, that's, oh, that's good. good. That's so, impressive. That shows commitment. Yeah. yeah. It's nice that they just didn't give you a middle finger. Didn't give me any shit. That's that's awesome. Oh shit. That wouldn't happen around here. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Guy seems like a nice guy. I met him uh, when we went to look at it last. Yeah. Uh it was kind of creepy cuz we got there a little early and we were just kind of parked down the the road a little bit. Uh-huh. I don't know how he picked us out but he can't he drove down he's like hey you guys here to see the house <laughs> he's like congratulations it's a beautiful house and i was like yeah yeah nice Thanks, man it's really hoping we didn't have to have this conversation but yeah that's cool. it's, it's a bit awkward right? yeah yeah it's weird like i don't know why it's just kind of a weird talking to the person you're buying the house from because it almost feels like you're competing with each other in a way oh, you are like a little bit your, yeah like they're your rival yeah. You really probably shouldn't be talking to them. And, and a lot of times you don't have any contact with them other than through your real estate agent yeah. who's the li- liaison between you two. Yeah. You know, it's just... But he's just a nice guy. You know, he's like, That's hey, good. you know, I left the left the garage open a little bit for the cats, just so you know. I was like, all right. Nice. <laughs> You've been good, like, Corey. there's cats, and then turn around. He's got three cats. Damn. Very friendly. He's got a little... Actually, it's cool. He's got a little cat door. Uh, built to go into the garage, which will work out nice. I'm hoping my mom has a cat, so I'm hoping she can kind of train that stupid cat to go take a shit in a litter box in the garage. Yeah, because if my house starts smelling like litter and shit, 
we are going to be one less cat. Which mm-hmm. cat is it? Is it a cat I remember? I doubt it. It's an orange cat. Mm. I don't think you've ever met it. Okay. You probably remember Frisky and Fig. I remember Frisky and Fig. Yeah, they're they're long gone. Okay. Yeah. Well, nobody told me. <laughs> well, <laughs> Kept Corey, me out like loop I said, on that you're, one. Huh? You're the enabler here. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Corey? No. Okay. Eric, what do you got? <clears throat> oh, well, Dan, I wasn't here last week, so I have mm-hmm. I actually have a fair amount to talk about this week, which is exciting. Uh, out of the ordinary. So I will start with, I wanted to talk about uh, something that the wife and I decided to watch on Netflix called 13 Reasons Why. Uh-huh. Uh, seemed like it was getting pretty good reviews. I, IGN gave it a, like a 9.3 or something like that and said it was superb. But go ahead. Anyway, we got about three episodes in and we're like, I want to know what happens here, but I don't want to watch it. Uh-huh. It was like... It felt very forced to me, the whole thing. I don't want to get into really what my real opinions are about it, because that just wouldn't be good. Uh, I just, I didn't find it to be enjoyable. I just thought the whole thing was forced. Everything about it was forced. Um, It just seemed like just so fake and teeny bopper Uh kind of show, you know? Yeah. I don't know. So I wouldn't recommend it. I just I didn't enjoy it. We're too we're too old for that garbage. It was it was an interesting concept. Like the the idea of it was really cool. It's about a girl, and this this isn't spoilery. It's about a girl who uh, commits suicide, and she records thirteen tapes and sends them to people who were part of the reason she committed suicide for one reason or another. And all the people listen to the tapes, and then they send it to the next person on the list to listen to. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool idea. So okay, it's a, it's a show. Yeah, it's a show. It's just, yeah. Okay, it's I was under the impression. Okay, I was under the impression it was like a documentary. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a show. Okay. It's a show. Okay. It's just it's very like it's got your, it's got your real nice guy. It's got mm. your the the. <clears throat> The girl who commits suicide, her best friend, uh, who's black. It's got your like preppy jock guy. It's just very stereotypical. Everything about it is like it's like they had to force every stereotype into it. And I just I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way. Huh. It felt very polygon to me. Oh, is that okay. a good way to put it? Gotcha. Okay. Like uh, we're just we're just saying this because it's the right thing to say. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah whatever so i don't recommend that show okay interesting concept though i i'm sure the book is better that's almost al- ended it much different than the book did oh okay uh, that's almost always the case yeah um that one of the things i did enjoy there's a podcast called s town which is i think it's one of the creators of this american life or he is somehow involved in this american life Ira um, glass no, he, he did some stuff with it, but he's not the guy on the show. Okay. Um, but anyway, S-Town stands for shit town. And I guess oh. I just didn't want to put that in the uh, in the title. Sure. Uh, the basic premise is uh, this guy who lives in this small uh, podunk town in Alabama sends an email to This American Life 
stating that he thinks there's like some weird corruption going on with the like small town police and that there was a murder and he'd like them to like help him look into it. Uh, so like, I think after like a year or so went by and they kind of got in contact with this guy and they were going back and forth and they, uh, I can't, wish I could remember which guy it was that goes down there, but this dude from uh, this American life goes down there and it, it's like seven episodes of kind of what he found out and kind of the relationships he built with the people down there. And I just thought it was so interesting. I, I'm the kind of person who this American Life is a is a podcast that really appeals to me very much because yeah. uh, I just find like talking to any random person so interesting. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of there was a book that I recommended a few months ago. <sighs> Shit, and I can't remember something. Elegy, Hillbilly Elegy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, it very much reminded me of that. Like just. It gives you kind of a look into a way that people live their life that you might not otherwise be aware of yeah. or really, you know, acknowledge. E- uh, even us who, who grew up in a small town, like there's yeah. still small town life that we are, have been having. No that we don't know with. about, right? Like we didn't yeah. grow up in that kind of situation. So like right. it's just such an <laughs> – but there's like twists and turns in it too that that you don't expect that, that, that make it even more interesting. Uh, so – all this was true, too. Oh yeah, it's it's all true okay. story. Cool. Wow, that sounds awesome. It's it's really good. I mean, I blew through it. How blew long through. is it? Uh, each episode's about an hour, I'd say. Okay. Seemed like they tried I'll, to keep I'll it about an hour. Give each. that a listen. Yeah, that I just awesome. I, I just find like stories like that just about like some random people very interesting. Yeah, I always liked This American Life. I thought it was yeah, great. it's it's a cool podcast. <laughs> So definitely recommend that if you're looking for something neat to to listen to. Um, let's see. I also have a drinking story. Uh, <laughs> I don't drink as much as I used to, as our longtime listeners know. But myself, my wife, our one friend that we've made, uh, that we work with, my boss. No, he didn't go. My boss was not there. Our security guy at work and his wife. Uh, we're all going to be off on Saturday. So we're like, let's go out Friday night. We'll, we'll get drunk. It'll be a good time. So we're like, all right. I had just the shittiest end to my day at work. Just the shittiest end of my day at work. So I get home and I had probably about a half a bottle of Goldschlager left. <laughs> and I just grabbed it. Pre-game. And I just started drinking it straight out of the bottle. And this was about probably about 5.15 or so. Our friend came to our house first. She got there about an hour later, and I was already feeling pretty damn good at that point. So we took an Uber down to this place called Miller's in Charlottesville. Uh, it's it's the bar that we've kind of taken to. It's where my boss hangs out, so it's kind of how we found out about it. Um, but Miller's is very interesting because it, it's got it's got three floors, and the first floor is like your your regular old bar. So they have music, good food there. Second floor, just a few more tables. So the third floor is like a different world. It's like a bunch of homeless people and just like hipsters and kind of like a punk metal crowd. And you can smoke up there and there's pool tables and all that kind of stuff. And it's one of those things where like if you walk in there, everybody looks at you like, who the fuck are you? You know, <laughs> yeah, because it's the same people. It's like the bartenders from all the other bars in the area and the restaurants go there after work because it's open late 
every single night and there's live music every single night. Um, so anyway, that's neither here nor there, but you know, I got, I got there, made some conversation with a complete stranger about politics and that was really fun. Uh, like I said, I like talking to people about just random shit. Uh, he tried to get my phone number and I was like, I don't think I'm going to give you my phone number. (laughs) (laughs) We're not, we're not that good of friends. Now, now I said, while I do agree with a lot of your thoughts, I'm not going to give you my phone number. So I gave him an email address. Um, so anyway, the, oh, no. the, thing, the great thing about Miller's is that they have this thing called a happy meal and it's $5 for a PBR and a shot of whiskey. I don't know what kind of whiskey it is. So we got there and I was already three sheets to the wind. I hadn't had any dinner and my security guard friend Vito, he's a younger guy. He's probably like 24 uh, my wife's 25. His wife is probably about 25. So they're still young, still still able to, to drink and not hurt as bad as I do. He starts ordering Happy Meals. He's not even asking me. He's just ordering them, and I'm just doing these shots. Well, yeah. You can't turn them down. Oh. Well, finally, his wife ordered a lemon drop. And by this time, it's not, it's like 9 o'clock. It's not even late. She orders a lemon drop, and I took it, and I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, oh, boy. This is this is bad news. Like I'm in I'm in a rough spot. So I get up and I go into the bathroom and I just just vomit and I bounce my head off the toilet seat. I had a bruise oh, on my no. forehead. Go back out to the table. <laughs> Somehow I got back out there. Order and, another drink. And I've never been one of those drunk people who can't remember things that happen the night uh-huh. before, but there were like legitimate conversations and things that were said to me. I had no recollection of, I've just never been in that place before, even as drunk as I've ever been. And I, I ended up at about nine 30 at night, hunched over asleep on our table with a live band playing two tables <laughs> over. Could, made no difference to me. Bar is <laughs> packed full of people. Uh. And there I am. Asleep, hunched mm. over, shit faced at nine o'clock. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. How'd you so feel that, the next day? Oh man, I woke up I woke up at like five o'clock with just the worst headache. I couldn't get comfortable. You know you have that headache, you yeah. just can't get comfortable. Yeah. So I got out of bed and just laid in the bathtub and just in agony. Uh-huh. And then I finally got back up and, and you know, I actually felt pretty good around like nine, ten o'clock. That's good. Got up. It was the first day of the farmer's market. I went to the farmer's market, went to the diner, got some greasy food. But I was in, you know, you have that haze all day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that was fun. It was a good time. Nice. Took an Uber for the first time. Yeah. Got a real, I, I didn't even realize it. The, the first guy we had uh, works at the same place I work. Oh, really? I had no idea. Huh. And uh, the second guy was a real big dork. <laughs> I wanted to nice. really get into some dorky stuff with him, but yeah. it just wasn't, wasn't in the cards. Sure. But. And nice. then the last thing I want to talk about, if you ever come to Charlottesville and you're into hiking, um, my wife and I decided to go hiking yesterday because we both had the day off. So we decided to drive up to Shenandoah National Park and just kind of see what was up there because there's a ton of trails. Um. So we're driving along, and there's this place called Humpback Rock that uh, my boss had mentioned to me a long time ago when I first got here. So I was like, oh, shit, you know, let's let's go there. Well, little did we know that this is a very difficult hike. So I was winded, like, 50 feet into it. 
And we ended up stopping like very frequently, but we didn't give up. We made it up to the top. I was very proud because I'm telling you this, it was brutal. It's just like up and up and up and up and up. And it's at the top of this mountain. And uh, it's just such a cool view up there. The second half of the hike was really cool because it was all these rock formations that you had to climb up. Uh, First half was just like a trail that you're following like straight up, but it was, it was fun. I had a good time. Um, Next time I will certainly look into it before we decide to go hiking because (laughs) that was rough. Did you bring the dogs? <laughs> no, you know, and I'm glad we didn't because a I had to stop really frequently for a yeah. breather. Uh, B I would have been a nervous wreck with the dogs up at the top of that rock. I uh, just don't know if they, if especially Cooper. I don't know if he listens good enough to be up there. <laughs> but really uh-huh. cool view up there. It was a beautiful day. Really neat. Nice. Yeah. So okay. recommend it if, if, any, if you're ever n- near Charlottesville in the uh, Shenandoah National Park. Humpback Rock. It's like it's the old. It's like one of the oldest rock formations. Oh, the pictures, you, the pictures you sent us were really, really cool, yeah. too. Yeah. Neat place. Okay. Uh, anything else? Mm-mm. I've droned on long enough. I don't think I have anything. I'm sure I do, but... If I don't write it down, it's out of my brain almost immediately. So uh, we'll just move right on to what we played, shall we? Sure. We don't have to take a break, do we? Good? Good. Good. Okay. Uh, do we want to start with Mass Effect Andromeda, or do we want to start with Breath of the Wild? Leave it up to you guys. Eric, preference? I didn't, I didn't play Zelda. Okay. I mean, you've played it since two weeks ago, right? You've probably mm. played a little bit. If more. I did, it was very little. Very little. Okay. Well, let's talk about Mass Effect first, then. All right. Uh, I'm interested to get your thoughts, Eric. I know you played the first five hours. Yeah, uh, I'm about five hours in. I'm on EOS. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't really care if it's spoilery. So if you're not interested it, it, in hearing anything that might be spoilery, I wouldn't listen. It's early, early in the game. Yeah. I, mean, I just finished the part where you oh god i don't even know here's my thing i have no huh? fucking idea what's going on okay no idea i if was you in any, some, if you have any questions feel free to ask i was in some sort How's of vault mm-hmm. like going underground it seemed like activating yeah. things Eric, it's the remnant vault yeah i was in the remnant vault and a bunch of gas was following me out okay yeah you know what i'm talking about yep yeah the system was resetting Yes, the system reset. So that's where I am. I just left off right there. Okay. Okay. Uh, I like Mass Effect. It's a little mm-hmm. slow for me. There's a way too much talking, which I can't stand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it get you see you, you played through the hard part already. After okay. that, it's it's more action and more 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 right. doing what you want. Yeah, you okay. played through the hard part. All the talking at the beginning. Oh boy, that was brutal. <laughs> I mean. I was on my phone for most of it. That's probably why I don't know what was going on. I was just like hitting whatever button. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to pay attention to the, the things that I said in response, but I have a general overview of what's going on, but you know, it's a cool game. I don't, I really have no idea what people were talking about with the facial animations and granted a patch came out today. So I played my first couple of hours before the patch. And then after that, I did have the patch, but even before uh, I don't really, I didn't notice anything that really, bothered me yeah they're not great they're not great but 
they're fine, right? Yeah, that's certainly not the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the powers are fun. The combat's still fun. I feel the controls are a little clunky. I don't, I don't feel like I'm in super control of my character all the time. Uh-huh. But it's not bad. The combat's really fun though. Yeah. Like picking yeah. your skills. I I use push, pull, and overload. Okay, yeah. so you, you got two biotic powers and then a tech power. Yeah. Push and pull are no, biotics. maybe it's not overload. I think I use all biotics. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember what my other one is, but I'm pretty sure I'm doing all biotics right now. Mm-hmm. Bionics. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't really know what to say about it other than it's okay. It's a little, like I said, it was a little slow for me, but it sounds like that's gonna get a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, it's mostly now. I mean, now, now you're to the point where you can do as much or as little talking as you want. Because, like, one of the big things in the Mass Effect game is, like, after you finish a mission, going back onto your ship and talking to all your crew members and getting updates on their stories. But if you don't want to do any of that stuff, you don't have to. I you don't. Could just move, you could just move on to the next mission. You know, you don't. None of that stuff is a requirement. Yeah. I guess I'm just worried that, like, because the story of the characters is such a big part of that series that maybe I'm probably going to lose interest pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. you know yeah i could see that i could see that um but i do find all the different races and all that kind of stuff pretty interesting yeah and the, the first uh area that you're in with all the lightning and everything yeah that was pretty cool i thought that was cool too yeah a lot of people a lot of people hated that part really yeah how come i don't know I, again i don't i don't understand hate's a strong word but I, my point with that i don't mean you but go no ahead. i know um, my distaste for that, and that's not even the right word, I guess what I was anticipating, cause it was like, and, and Eric's talking about all the talking and stuff like that stuff never bothered me because I was so excited to, to get out there and, and see the world. And then they bring me to a planet that is very familiar. That was what kind of bothered me with it. I didn't dislike it. I certainly didn't hate it, but it when did you say kinda... it was very familiar to like from past mass effects or. Yeah, like it didn't it didn't like my first experience in a brand new galaxy was relatively familiar. Okay. And I was just hoping for a little bit more weirdness, which I ended up getting later on in the game. It was just for that first uh I think experience. part of part, part of that Corey too and, and this may or may not be the case, but they were looking for worlds that were similar to I Earth. get that. I get that it makes sense too in the context of, of yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I from what I gather about the story, it's it's interesting. I'm I think it's a pretty cool concept. Yeah, for the game. Uh, so I need to go establish an outpost. Mm-hmm. I already found a spot, so mm-hmm. I just need to go do that. Um, I enjoy driving around in the uh, what's the vehicle? The Nomad. Yeah, that's fun. The Nomad's yeah, is. pretty sweet. Yep, going up and over rocks and shit. That was that was a good time. Uh, I don't find the enemy super interesting either uh, of them the cat or the remnant yeah neither of them it reminded yep. me of destiny the remnant reminded me of destiny so did the mm-hmm. vault i could see that and that goes back to, to my prior point about not being wowed yeah you know, it felt very familiar yeah and no, i wasn't wowed by any stretch i thought it was it was just kind of cool having all the lightning strikes and stuff like that but yeah no it's it very much reminded me of destiny more than once mm-hmm. not the cat necessarily but definitely definitely the rev was it Revenant? Remnant? Remnant. Remnant. Yeah. 
I don't know. I the vault was weird too. I didn't super enjoy that part. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I would agree that it went on a little longer than it should. Yeah, yeah. I think I dragged out maybe. Kind of. I had faint hints of the uh, library in Halo. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like jumping around, going to the next terminal, and it's, yeah. it just didn't need to be that long. The ones I've been in since have been shorter. That's good. So far. Are there a lot of those? Uh, I think there's one on every like habitable planet, quote unquote. Okay. So that would mean there would be seven, five, five or six, seven. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I thought they, um, but like they I said, went, were there seven golden planets that they targeted? No. I guess it doesn't I, matter. I think there was only I think there was only five arcs. Oh, okay. The humans, Asari, Turians, Solarians, and then uh, a mixed bag. The one with the the Quarians and the Hainar and the um, Volus. Who were the yeah. Who were the blue folk? Asari. Asaris. Yeah, uh, they're my favorite. I dig I dig those. Yeah. You got your eye on a romantic partner, Eric, this early on? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like uh, PB. PB? Mm-hmm. That's something attractive about the blue skin. I don't know what it is. Plus, yeah. she's kind of spunky. She is very spunky. <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm into the doctor. What's her name, Dan? Lexi. Lexi, yes. The I voice by, Voiced by Natalie Dormer. Ah, that's yeah. I did know. I knew that subconsciously, and I'm yeah. like, why do I know this voice? None of the other characters really stuck out to me. The only other one I remember is Cora. Cora, yeah. I like I like Cora too. Yeah, she's cool. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's a cool game. I'm not sure where all the hate was coming from. I I mean, I would probably if I had to rate it after five hours, I'd probably give it like a seven. Hmm. Hmm. It was just, I just found it to be very slow. Hmm. And you know, I don't like games with a lot of text, so. Yeah. I mean, it is an RPG. Yeah. Like, story-heavy RPG. Um, I think we do have a feedback about yeah. the hate, so we'll probably revisit it a little bit later on, right? Yep. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. What about uh, what about you, Dan? Uh, what's I, I have not played it at all since okay. the last time I talked about it, so I have no nothing new to add um, from last I've week. Play, I've played a bunch more, probably another ten, twelve, fifteen hours since last week. Um, I still I still love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've gotten you know more into the story. Uh, the I keep trying to compare it to the first Mass Effect because I feel yeah. like a lot of people are comparing. Andromeda to the entire trilogy trilogy, which I don't think is fair because, yep. um, you know, I, I, even the first mass effect felt probably felt the first time I played through it probably felt a little aimless when you were first starting it, you know, yeah. which is how I felt a little bit about Andromeda. Uh, but I knew to stick through it cause I knew, you know, the ultimate like conflict was going to present itself and it kind of has at this point for me. So I, I do feel like it's unfair to compare Andromeda to the tri- the trilogy before but I, I try to solely compare it to mass effect one um i think especially gameplay wise it's far better than mass effect one the gameplay in mass effect one does not hold up very well so in that regard it's quite a bit better i will so, say I've i really some like frame rate it. issues have you yeah 
Uh, again, I don't. Maybe that stuff just doesn't stand out to me. I haven't noticed any. I'm running mine on medium on my computer on the ultra wide monitor. It's it's run pretty well so far. I occasionally when I first boot it up, it'll stutter a little bit, but as soon as like it clears up, it goes away completely. Do you want me to read that email we got? Yeah, now? might as well. We're close we're, to feedback anyway. Yeah, we're on the topic. Um, so Ryan from Ohio writes in, Hey athletes, just wanted to pose a question to you guys regarding the reviews that were out for mass effect reviews by their very nature are a reviewer's opinion of a game. What are your thoughts on a reviewer bringing in past experiences with a franchise into their review? It seems like maybe some of the high standards that mass effect two set leaked into the new mass effect when people were reviewing it, possibly some of the bad taste from mass effect three's ending, since that seemed to be a big deal at the same time, Zelda had tons of nostalgia from reviewers since most most of them grew up with that series, and despite people saying they did not like Skyward Sword, even though it has has high scores, I believe on Metacritic and such, Breath of the Wild blew them all away. Sorry for the long email. Love the show. Um, the quick answer: uh, reviewers bringing past experiences. I think try as hard as you can. It's inevitable that it's going to happen. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't think you can completely divorce your thoughts uh, from the previous games you know, with, with the thoughts on the current game, like that's right. just going to be there. Yes. You can't, you, you're not reviewing the game in a vacuum. You know, you've played, if you've played the other games, uh, I, I don't think I would want some, uh, I don't know. It, it, I think I've talked about this before, but I mean, who do you want reviewing mass effect and drama? Do you want someone who's played the previous and uh, mass effect games? Or do you want someone that's completely new to the series? You know, like, and I think which, that... which, per, which perspective is more valuable to you? You know, I guess that would depend on who you were, but right. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's like somebody who has never played Mass Effect before might be looking for a review from somebody who's never played Mass Effect before. Right, exactly. Whereas me and you probably want the opinion of somebody who has played them all. Yep. You know? I kind of talked about that briefly a second ago, you know, bringing in your thoughts of the other games. Mass Effect 2, uh, like I said, being my favorite in the series. Uh, Mass Effect 3 was really good uh, other than the very end. But. Do you think there's a? Do you think there is an element of like review revenge? Like I'm so mad at you for Mass Effect Three. I'm gonna be really hard on Andromeda. I don't really think nitpick. so. I feel like uh, reviewers generally didn't have the problem with the ending that the average Joe gamer did. Yeah, you know, I don't feel yeah. like that was a big, uh, big uh, games media problem i feel like that was more the the gen pop the unwashed masses that had the issues with the the endings yeah once everything shook out then everybody jumped on the well sure yeah shitty ending boat yeah yep um no yeah i i I definitely think that has something to do with it like dan said you know they're comparing this game to the trilogy as a whole and that's sort of um, some of the complaints I heard listening to a podcast the other day, I can't remember which one, but they were talking about Mass Effect and uh, saying how the purpose there, how did they phrase it? I can't remember. Something along the lines of the purpose of your character being unclear and like the characters not being as interesting and stuff like that. And it's like, like you said, Dan, trying to compare it to the first Mass Effect. Uh, fresh, a fresh, fresh first Mass Effect. It's... That's and what I'm trying to compare Mass Effect Andromeda to. 
Because those Will, things are going to develop over time, you know? Exactly. And Will, Will did mention that, I think, last week when we were talking about it. And he hasn't even played it yet. Um, yeah. That exact aspect of it. Like, yes, it's the first game. It's the first, potentially the first part of a of a, of a trilogy. Again, uh, I would think that's what they were going for. And I don't think they sit there and say, hmm, what can we withhold? But, like, the developers of the game are also learning these characters as we go. And, you know, yeah. it's after three games, of course, characters would be much more interesting than after the yeah. first one. Well, I mean, you, you look, you look back at the first mass effect game and you had, you didn't have a clear picture on who the ultimate bad guy was in the trilogy. Right. You know, you, you the, in the first game, it was, you were after Saren. Yes. Uh, you learn throughout the, throughout the game that the, you know, the, the Reapers are the ultimate bad guy. Um, but even that, like it's more like the Reapers are still by the end of the first game, kind of like a whisper. And, and a potential threat, whereas in the second game, they kind of set up the Reapers for the rest of the second game and the third game as being the ultimate bad guy. And obviously in the third one, you're actually physically combating the Reapers and in their invasion. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you have you have all the elements there, whereas in this game, like I said, it's, it's fresh. It's a Mass Effect one, you know, replaying it all again. You know, you don't have three games worth of of contact with 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 these characters and so uh, but i feel like you are going to get the chance to build that over the course of the the first game you know and that was another complaint i heard um <laughs> somebody said something along the lines of the stakes not being very high and like they just didn't there's no reason for them to care but to me it's like the ultimate stakes like this is because he made yeah. he, like at this point in the, the the trilogy everything's gone right yeah yeah the events of mass effect Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 have played out and played are, out. are done in whatever, you know, I guess whatever whatever you ended up choosing at the end of Mass Effect 3. That, and that's, <laughs> I mean, I kind of had that in the back of my head. Maybe that's not fair to expect everybody who's playing Mass Effect, but, like, this is it. Yeah. Spoiler alert for <laughs> the trilogy. Yeah. Like, this is, I am the the adventurer. And that's one thing I like to roleplay with my character is being, like, the adventurer, you know, like yeah. what a fun adventure is usually my answer to a lot of things, you know? Yeah. Uh, Cause it is, I mean, come yeah. on. And you talk about the stakes, Corey. I mean, to, I also agree with the stakes cause you, you seem like uh, you're going to be on the brink of extinction for at least the, the early portion of the game. You're like, yeah. things have not gone well for the Andromeda initiative. Right. Um, and it's your job as a pathfinder to turn, you know, help turn them around. Uh, I feel like the stakes are, are high enough for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a conundrum. It's a quandary. Yeah. It's surprising. I don't know. I'm not seeing the negatives that other people are, apparently. Uh, Will's right. He well, brought, Will brought up in the chat the facial animations. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The facial animations are terrible. The game sucks. <laughs> that was another thing I was thinking about with, with the writing. Eh, it's a it's a side point. I'm not gonna yeah. get into it right now. Never mind. Yeah, I mean, so, like ultimately, it's go ahead, Eric. What would you guys give it out of ten? If you had to? probably probably an eight and a half or nine, maybe. I really like it. All right. I mean, it's it's on par for me with Zelda, like my enjoyment of it so far. Yikes. Honestly. Well, but, I can't say the same for myself, but I also, re- you know, really like it. Go but ahead. The, the difference is, Eric, this is this game is like tailor made for me. 
So of course it's going to do better in my own personal preferences than a lot of other games. Why yeah. is it tailor made for you? Sci- sci-fi setting, role-playing game with heavy lore, you know. Okay. Yeah, I feel like you know Zelda. Like even though there's a bunch of Zelda games, they're not. They're like separate from each other. They're all their own individual entity. Whereas, especially you know, Breath of the Wild. Especially Breath of the Wild, yeah, exactly, because it's not like any of the other games. It's more like the first two Zeldas, I guess, than any of the other ones since. Um, but Mass Effect, you know, I it's kind of like the fourth, like I know it's not the same characters and stuff, but it's the fourth game in the series, and you have all this lore established and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think that's also uh, to the, the game's benefit for, for you, Corey. Yeah, it's like... Like Mass Effect is Shakespeare and Zelda is Green Eggs and Ham, you know. Mm. Both really good. Boy, that's a that's a stretch. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know if you are. <laughs> He's only half kidding. Half kidding. Yeah. Okay. I swear to God, if Mass Effect wins Game of the Year, these fucking thummies. It's going to, isn't it? <laughs> Who knows? It's gonna depend. Everybody really likes Zelda. Yeah. And also the problem too, uh these games came out very early in the year, so Yes they did. A lot can happen between now and then. You know what's gonna win? Game of the year? The fractured butthole. That's not ever ever gonna come out. No. Somebody uh in one of the Video game groups I'm in got refunded for their pre-order. Really? Yep. Huh. Yeah, maybe it's like on hiatus or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I guess they had the same kind of issues with the first one. They probably really are just waiting for some Trump material. (laughs) Probably. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. (laughs) Would not. I think it's a good move. It can only be amazing. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? If you were gifted exactly. that opportunity, why wouldn't you just wait a little bit? The gift that keeps on giving. So, okay. Any other thoughts on Mass Effect? Nope. Yeah, I'm still digging it. I will give it. I will give it its time. I am not going to rush through it, just like I'm not rushing through Breath of the Wild. Take my time. If it takes me another month to beat it, so be it. Okay, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, Corey, do you have any news you want to share? Didn't I talk about it last week? No. That I beat it? You did. Oh. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Nintendo Switch news. Oh, oh, thanks, Eric. Um, yeah, so my intention all along was to return my Nintendo Switch uh, at the end of the Amazon 30-day return window for a full refund minus the cost of shipping. Uh, so that was my plan. I let my my girlfriend's brother and his roommate borrow it uh, for the last week between when I had beaten it and when I had to return it. And I told him I got to come on Monday and pick it up so I can return it because uh, that was the last day to return it. I saved the box and everything. I had the label ready to go. Um, or no, I didn't have the label ready to go, but I had everything. I don't have a printer, so it's, there's a lot of setup involved for printing things. I had, But I had everything prepared. Um, and I went to return it on Amazon and it said the last day, this was on Monday, the last day to return it was Sunday, the day before. Oh. It was April 2nd was my last day to return it. 
And what caught me up is because it's a 30 day return policy, not a month. Gotcha. And I, I lost that one day. So I was outside the window. I maybe could have argued with them and they might have let it go. Right. Um, Amazon's, at least to me, has been good about that stuff. Uh, but yeah, so now I have a switch that I don't want. <laughs> Are you going to trade it in or try and sell it? Probably going to sell it. Uh-huh. I, I bet, yeah, I might be able to find somebody that, that would buy it off you. Uh, if they want to pay the shipping for it, too, no problem. Okay. What would you be asking? Full price? Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, look, look into it and get back to me. Yeah. Yeah, I could probably put it on Craigslist and have somebody like buy it tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know? But I don't like... Being a, I don't like Craigslist is kind of slimy. Yeah, I know. I, I know somebody that was looking to get one for their kid for his birthday. Oh, uh, well, that's a different story. Yeah, I don't know when his birthday is though. Let me know. I would. Ra- I would rather do a solid for a kid on his yeah. birthday than sell yeah. it to some grimy right. person who's going to resell it. Because I won't. I will never charge more than at least what I paid. You know, or right. at the most what I paid. Okay. I'll get back to you. I think they're going. Aren't they going for like four hundred and fifty dollars? Oh yeah, yeah, they're right going. Up. But they're also coming back into stores. So yeah, I if you follow the the Reddit, a lot of times they'll post when it's available on like Walmart or Target yeah. or what have you. Or if you live in a big city, people will post, "Hey, there's switches in stock at this Walmart or this Costco or what have you." Yeah. So if you're if you're looking for one, that's the place to to scope. <clears throat> I have two questions about the actual game Zelda, Corey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you complete all four beasts before the final battle? I did, yes. And how was the final battle? Easy. Perfect. Easy. It, it was perfect because I was done. You you had mentioned in our chat. You said something. I might I might be done. Yeah. Uh, it, it was I like I picked the right time to go towards Ganon. Um. Even in that last Divine Beast, I was kind of like, ah, I'm getting over this. Yeah, I, uh, I honestly don't know. It, it's a great game. Don't get yes. me wrong. It's a fantastic game. I don't yep. know how anyone's putting 100 hours into it. No. It's, it gets I'll, to a point. I'll probably, have a, I'll probably have 100 hours by the time. I just I don't it. know how. It gets to a point where like it's the same stuff over and over again. You're seeing the same kind of scenery over and over again, and it's just like... All right, you know, I've kind of done all this at this point. I'm just kind of, I'm getting a little bit bored. Yeah. Great game. Great game, but it's just, I don't know. I feel like I've seen it at this point. And I think I said that the first time we talked about it, how I could see myself, yeah. you know, fading with it. And that mm-hmm. that was that ended up being the case. Once I stopped discovering new things and, like you said, you know, seeing new locations, it just kind of lost you guys i mean you guys are more prone to the open world game fatigue too yeah that's for sure um at least i am i don't want to speak for eric on that oh definitely yeah okay um uh, yeah i'm 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 still still going i got 65 hours in at this point and like i said no what's what's keeping you going dan Every time, like I, well, right now I'm trying to do as many of the the some of the side quests that I can, like the the shrine quests. Uh, but I just found an area I hadn't explored yet in my 65 hours that I played, and I'm exploring that right now. Um, 
I like all the weird pieces of equipment you end up getting. Like yeah. I just got just today got the climbing pants. So I have the climbing pants and the climbing shirt. Nice. Which make make climbing a breeze, by the way. Um yeah. I could have found those about twenty hours earlier, would have been nice. I, I probably could have, yes. Uh but I I didn't. I just like I said, literally this morning I got the, the climbing climbing pants. <laughs> That's funny, so. the one of the very first items I found were the climbing bottoms. I oh, have really? Zero climbing anything. Yeah, it's nice because like Corey said, uh, while it may not necessarily make you climb faster, if you're climbing up like hillsides and stuff that you need to climb up, of a lot of it where if you didn't have the climbing gear, you would be climbing up and losing your stamina bar. But this you run up or slowly like clamber up and it doesn't use your stamina bar, which is nice. Right. That's what just I mean, because we're talking about Mass Effect to go back to a prior point about like what's keeping you, Dan. And for me, like the reason I do get fatigued in this kind of game is because it's very light on story. Lack and of lore. story. There's no, there's no, yeah, nothing to learn, you know. And yeah. that's an easy thing to implement in a game. I'm not saying that Zelda should do it. I absolutely don't think it should. Uh, I'm just saying that's an easy way to keep somebody playing your game engaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one of the things I disliked about Fallout Four is. Every time I spent the effort to really explore something and look into something, I was very rarely rewarded with inter- interesting content to go with it. Right. Yeah, I've kind of felt that way with Zelda. <clears throat> and like I said, like once you once you stop discovering new like cool gameplay things, there's really nothing else there to discover. I mean, there's little things here and there that I'm sure I miss that I would think is cool, but once that that drip became much slower is when I was like, okay, it's time. <clears throat> Did either of you guys uh, do the island off the east coast where you get yeah. your gear confiscated? Yep. No. I tried that once. I'm going to go back once I once I finish the, the exploring that I'm doing now. Yeah, you have to solve a couple puzzles with, with you essentially like start over with nothing and you have the only stuff you get is the stuff you find on the on the island. You have to use your your wits to solve the puzzles that are there. It's pretty pretty sweet. Did you yeah. finish that? No, I quit. Okay. I gave up on it's, it. It's pretty hard because there's some sp- really hard bad guys there. I spent a couple One of them hours. You have to kill. Yeah, and you, there's you can't save. Nope, can't save during it. It's oh, a hard yeah. hard challenge. I spent a couple hours. I got what is there three orbs you have to put or four? I can't remember. Three, I believe. Because I got to two, and then I was really close to just laying the third one on. Uh-huh. like just dodging the bad guys and stuff and they ended up killing me and i was like i'm not oh. gonna keep trying to do this yeah what's yeah, the I'm reward go... do you know no i have no idea but i'm gonna have another crack at it like i said when i finish i i start exploring the the area area in the southeast and then i i'm slowly creeping my way towards um i, I did a little exploring in hyrule castle town Outside, I've had trouble with the guardians, so I've kind of stayed away from there. But I'm I'm developing my battle techniques against the the guardians. Just get some so. ancient arrows, bro. Yeah, I haven't had a lot of money, so I'm working Go to on the Death Mountain, man. I haven't been there. Yet. I haven't even been there yet. Get your shit together. I, I'm telling you, I'd be I, interested I, to I see. Will, I will be well over a hundred hours by the time I beat that game. I'd be interested to see a guide that wasn't like about speed running through the game, but like the most efficient way 
to get through the game. Right. You know? Yeah, to have have everything you would need to not make the game really freaking hard. Yeah. It's like, oh, don't worry about this stuff, because once you have this, it'll be a lot easier. Right. Kind of of guide, you know? (laughs) Which I would argue there's one. Have you done Divine Beast yet, Dan? I've done three of them. Did you get the one from the Rito? Yeah. Okay. That one made a lot of things so much easier. easier. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. The reward from that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's all I got. Anyone play anything else? Yeah. That's yeah, close. I want to talk about drop shot and rocket. That's right. League. Hit it. Yeah. When I first played it, I was like, "Ah, this is okay." But I, I tried it again, and I actually really, really, really like drop shot a lot. I think it's a blast. Uh, I have noticed the numbers dwindling off slowly. Uh, when I go on there, I haven't had any issues finding a match, um, <clears throat> but it's just such a different take on the game, and it's uh, it's very aerial, which is tough. I was I started off doing really well, uh, but I've found now that people know how to play it, I'm usually pretty bad. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I've played against some grandmasters from previous seasons of Rocket League. Um, it's cool. Uh, basically how it works is the, the map is split into two halves, orange and orange and blue, like usual. And what happens is, so say you're blue, you hit the ball into the orange team's half. It will hit the grid once and form. It'll like highlight which areas the, the ball touched. If you hit the same areas twice, it forms a hole in the ground. It's a hole you can drive over, but it just forms kind of a, a goal in the ground. And then, obviously, the object is to get the ball through the through the hole in the ground. Um, but it's neat because, like, there's been times where, you know, my team's side or the other team's side will be completely open. And you're just going back and forth trying to <laughs> get the ball Keep back to the other side. And it's just it's crazy. You've seen some really good saves. You've seen some really good shots. Uh, a lot of the goals that are scored are completely luck. But So, um, one... Once a hole opens up in the ground, it doesn't close back up. It's no. just open. Oh, wow. It just stays. That's awesome. And it's cool, too, because, like, so say I've got a bunch of holes on my side. The other team's got a bunch of holes on their side. If my team scores, the other team's side gets reset. But my side of the the board stays how it was. So mm-hmm. I've still got a bunch of holes to defend. So it's kind of gotcha. cool. How that happens but it's it's very much aerial and wall play which um wall play i struggle mightily uh-huh. i've just never gotten any better at it so aerials i'm pretty good at but i just don't see it as quick as other people do uh-huh. you know yeah but it's a blast i've had so much fun playing it highly recommend it i'm, I'm hoping it sticks around i'd love to see a competitive mode for drop shot. And I've seen a bunch of other people say that too. So I'm, I'm hoping that they do it. Uh, people seem to like it a lot. It's a, it's so fun, especially so compared, fun. compared to some of the other modes that have come out. It seems to get a lot more positive reception. It's easily my, my favorite of the modes they've put out. Not even close. It's just so rewarding too. Like when you get a big hit, 
And, like, you still get that same feeling that you do with, like, regular, like, doubles ranked or something like that when you score, like, a game-winning goal. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's been a couple of games where it just comes right down to the wire and you score right at the end or, or make a big save. It's it's just really cool. It kind of makes you wonder what else they can do with this kind of engine, you know? Because people, I don't know. so many people have spent so much time mastering it, really, at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh it'd just be really interesting to see like what else they could do. I don't know. I try to think of like different things that they could do with it. And I have no idea. Yeah. I don't but know. they just keep pumping these things out. Uh, Tito in the chat said, um, sometimes he thinks he likes drop shot more than the original mode. Mm. I could see that. It's, it's just yeah. a blast, but it, it, you, the other thing about it is, you have to be the the person that hits it into the other half, to the enemy half, in order for it to, to uh, take any blocks away. So if they hit it into their own half, it doesn't take any blocks away. So there is like some defensive strategy there mm-hmm. um, that comes into play. And it'll like change the color of the ball. So I think the more... So say two teammates hit it simultaneously or one after another into the other half it powers the ball up more and it'll do more damage like you can get ultra damage and attract so much damage you do um but yeah it's it's a blast recommend mm-hmm. hopefully it sticks nice mm-hmm. okay uh feedback time feedback time we did have one piece of feedback who would be Ryan in Ohio, who will be assigned yep. number one for the game giveaway. I think there was more than that. There. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The It's been a while since we've heard from Ryan. He used to write us in the early days. Like when we first started. Yeah, Ryan some in people, Ohio. Some people, some people grow out of us, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> the smart I ones. mean, I mean, I can, yeah, I can understand why. Uh, okay, so the first one is from Cameron, who says, Where to begin? Let's start with Galaxy of Heroes. You have not added me yet. I see how it is. Eric. What? I quit playing. Yeah, that's why. (laughs) You guys can add them. That's why. We can? Yeah, you're officers. Oh, I didn't know I could add. Oh, wait. I did know that because I can invite my allies. I think or, I only yeah. invited like two people. Everybody else invited everybody, all the others. Oh, well, yeah. Give me a friend code. I'll send the invite. I think he did. <laughs> I think he did send us a friend code. Maybe. Is it on Facebook? Maybe. Mm, maybe. I don't know how Facebook works. So if, if anything's on Facebook, I have no idea. Um, so he says next. So the conclusion of my four in February is finishing rise of the tomb Raider. So one of four, not great. And it gets worse. There I am climbing the final tower. The pace is increasing to a frantic intensity. I stopped picking up any side items. I just let myself get engrossed in the action in the story. I hit the end. Final cutscene begins. The mercenary rushes in. The spear gets through game crash. I lose Brutal. my shit. Restart. Final scene begins. Spear gets through crash. Some game file error. I tweak every setting and try again and again. I am now so out of the story, I don't even care. I watch the end of the game on YouTube on my phone. FML. The next thing, I started tinkering with with my PC, went to the new 7700K, uh, Intel 
Intel i7. In uh, a new case with better airflow, I'm diving into the overclocking world and waiting on the new co- on the new cooling solution that's still on its way. This was a harshly interrupted by a rental property being sold and and my and the girlfriend decision to buy a ho- to buy a house. It's a uh, her place on an acre of land looking into the Washington Mountains from British Columbia right along the border. Mm. Uh, but this is a first time uh, home buy for us both and the running around and the new debt I find myself in has taken up what seems like every minute that combined with a new puppy and gaming has taken a sorry backseat conditions were lifted today and uh, and deposit is down and I have a room already picked out for my gaming battle station come move in date uh, on to the next point, Gone Home, my prize awarded and vaunted by Eric. I still don't know how I feel about it. I enjoyed the journey, love the soundtrack, and at the end, walking to the edge of the attic, I did fear what I might find. Spoilers, there was a point, I think, in the last journal in the main floor that made me think I was going to find a body upstairs. So I guess I was relieved that she ran off for love and did not kill herself. Some things I did not like, it was a little anticlimactic. The punk music on the mixtapes was not good. And the army thing, our army thing pissed me off like crazy. So her dad's friends were army and she grew up around it and wanted to do it. Then at the last second gets cold feet. The way she talked about basic or the army was cheap caricature. It's the, uh, it's the way a bunch of game developers whose only experience with the military is watching the first part of full metal jacket would talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Now I look, uh, now look, I was not a teenage lesbian joining the U S army in the nineties, but I was, uh, in the infantry, uh, the month after my high school graduation, and I served and did combat tours with a couple openly homosexual guys. And when it came down to it, no one gave a fuck. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry if that gets a little heavy, and I get that this game was a coming out story, but I don't like uh, the army, U.S. or Canada, being the boogeyman that is filled with hateful, homophobic people. In my experience, it's not true at all. In summary, the real takeaway for me came in reflecting on the game after I finished the idea that once you leave your birth home and start your life and change and grow, that home becomes an idea and that no one can ever really go home because it's just an idea in your head. It's changed the people in the neighborhood, the old friends, your parents, your siblings. It's just different. (coughs) Excuse me. Wrapping up. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I thought you were done. Go ahead. Oh, no, wrapping up, uh, I'm sorry if this is so long for feedback. I am downloading Mass Effect Andromeda now. It'll be my first Mass Effect game. And I'll be honest, all I saw or heard was negative press until your podcast. So EA can thank the Thumbstick Athletes for that purchase. Hey! And don't Good remember, for us. <laughs> and I don't remember who was talking about Nocturnal Animals, but I watched it with the girlfriend, and that was some heavy stuff, guys. I could not look away. It was captivating. My girlfriend was losing her mind. She did not like it. Good pick. Best movie I've seen in a long time. Anyways, I'm rambling. This is what happens when you tend to write in week after week and never get around to it. Keep up. Keep it up. Still loving the show, Cameron. Thanks, Cameron. A lot to address there. A lot to address. Uh, Yeah, the Rise of the Tomb Raider thing, that would piss me off. Crashing at the same point. Brutal. Um, I wouldn't give... I I mean, I I wouldn't wouldn't give up. Uh, I would. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking that as as I was reading this, I was like, "Well, I know I, I know I would continue to fight with it, uh, the, but I know I know who wouldn't." The the crisis though that I have in in that case is that there's like this dark secret about my experience with that game, in that I never really beat it. Right. You know, so I yeah. get that drive to want to finish it, but like a like for a game like The Witness for me, like my dark secret is. Uh, I didn't beat everything. 
<laughs> I made it to the very last puzzles where they turn it up to 11 and I was out. Uh-huh. So I did the same thing. I watched the ending on YouTube. So technically I didn't beat it, but in theory I beat it. It's it's nice that you can do that though, you know, because yeah. like back in the day, if you couldn't get a game to work and you know, if you, if you didn't have friends that played it and beat it, like you were screwed. Now you remember can just, you, you, you just you watch had to have, YouTube or you had to have your friend who was better beat it for you. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Can you just come over and beat this one part for me? Well, that was, I mean, that too was when video games were like super hard. Yeah. Um, but I, I understand his frustration, like having to replay like all that end sequence stuff like that sucks. Yep. <laughs> and that's on the auto saving. I feel like. Uh, he's tinkering with his PC. I'm actually I've actually been thinking about uh, uh, saving up and getting a new machine. That's where point... I'm at. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, that's where I'm at kind of with mine. And I was actually going to use the switch money towards a video card. Yeah. But I'm thinking I'll just ride this out for another year or so, two yeah. years, and build a new machine. Yep. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that, too. I'll start saving now, like, my, my computer building money. Yeah. Because, uh, like, you know, I bought... the. I had been out of computer gaming for so long when I when I bought this machine that I, I just got a pre-built Acer Predator. Um, <clears throat> and I've since replaced a lot of the parts in it, but my, my processor is an i7-2600. It's kind of old at this point. Uh, I've got a GTX 970, which I thought about upgrading to like a 1070, but like I'm probably going to... I probably am already seeing like bottlenecks for my CPU, and I've got older RAM, older DDR3 RAM. Like it's probably just time to time to build a new machine and i'll use this for maybe i'll use this for this one for recording and my other one for for gaming and stuff you know there you go <clears throat> i wish there was but a I, way to to turn your old desktops into laptops <laughs> i'm you can it's just you have to have the ben heck modding abilities mm. nah. uh gone home i'm i'm with him on that yeah i i like i mean i like his perspective uh, on Gone Home, I, I I haven't played it, so I I, I don't know what exact I know what the gist is about, but Will's um, the hater, right? Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I I can see why he he spent wasn't it thirty dollars that he spent on that game for was it an hour? No, was it twenty or thirty? Twenty five? Okay. <clears throat> no, I feel I... like it took him two hours tops. Mm. I feel like we had this argument. <laughs> we'll just put in the chat. Gone home sucks. I feel like we've had this exact conversation before. Like the length. Yeah. Gone home. Two hours. Main story. Yeah. Tito in the chat. Gone home definitely sucks. No, <laughs> no. It's a good game. I haven't played it. Just not no. game of the year. Mm. Oh, so that's where the that's where the anger about it's from. Just because a lot of people are giving it game of the year. For me, yeah. Okay. That's why I hated on it. Right. I think I was pretty favorable for it overall. I don't remember. I, w- I would have a hard time giving a walking simulator video game with very little gameplay game of the year. Exactly. You know, I feel like I feel like those were missing gameplay of a, you know, the, the gameplay aspect of a video game. I feel like that should factor into your game of the year discussion. Yeah. And walking simulators generally have very little gameplay. 
it would have know. to be some special game and gone home was not it right it was right. good it was a very good game it just come on <laughs> right what else came out that year i don't even remember now it was probably three or four years ago maybe isn't that when bioshock came out in last of us probably don't how you even, could you how, how you could how you could get give Gone Home the game of the year over the, either one of those games, you know? <clears throat> Two thousand. Oh wait, where'd it go? Nineteen ninety five. Ninety five. Oh, that's when it was no. set. I was gonna say, there's no way that came out in nineteen ninety five. Two thousand thirteen. Okay. I don't remember what came out that year. I think that was Bioshock and Last of Us, wasn't it? Or was that two thousand twelve? Last of Us was was fourteen. No, it was 13. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Infinite, Last of Us, GTA 5, Dota 2, Rayman Legends, Pikmin 3, Company of Heroes 2, Bayonetta 2, Metro Last Light, Battlefield 4. Any one of those games I could see someone picking over a walking simulator. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like I said, it would have to be some walking simulator. Uh, Inquisition was the game I think that won most game of the year. Or it's Dragon Age. Is that t- 2013? I thought that was 2014. Uh, according to my quick Google search, nope. Maybe it is. Yeah, that is 2014. Okay, that's maybe some about. of those other ones I read were 2014. Anyway, yeah, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, I could totally see his 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 perspective on that. That's that's that that would be frustrating it's frustrating for me and i have no connection with the military yeah and the military they feel they get pooped on way too much it's it's an easy trope yeah and for some reason it's okayed you know what i like that somebody's upset about that in that game it makes me really happy yeah absolutely at least one person i'm sure he's not the only one no definitely not because a lot of these tropes get overlooked because well, we don't need to get in. They're the, they're not the right tropes. They're yeah, they're not the current uh, where our culture is right now. Right. Okay, so <clears throat> that was from Cameron. So thanks, Cameron. Uh, we we covered Ryan's. So uh, Ryan's number one. Cameron's number two. This is from Alex, who says, hey, guys, I was listening to music at work and the Halo soundtrack came up and instantly I was thrown back to high school days and staying up late, surrounded by friends and TVs. Good times. Also, whenever I hear the Legend of Zelda music, it puts me in the mood to go on a new adventure. What video game soundtrack is your favorite and why? Have a great week, Alex. Yeah, that main Halo theme definitely brings you back to the days in Jared's basement playing Halo for 30 hours straight. I mean, however long we ended up playing that and living off of greasy pizza and Mountain Dew. Yeah. Those were the days. Those were the days. Back when we were real. Favorite, Favorite video game TV. soundtrack? Yeah. Um, I really like the Braid soundtrack. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's on my, like work playlist my study playlist whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. Uh, because there's no vocals so it's easy it's not easy to get distracted uh and it's just really really soothing yeah i don't know if that's my favorite that's one i really like final fantasy 6 well yeah but (laughs) 
That's a classic. No, the one I've listened to the most is from the first Mass Effect, incidentally, since we're talking about Mass Effect. Uh, especially, like, when I'm in the mood for some, like, sci-fi sounds. Because especially, like, that intro music uh, on the menu when you first boot up Mass Effect, the first Mass Effect, is absolutely amazing. Um, and that whole soundtrack is really good. Like, like movie-quality soundtrack, good, good music, you know? So that's what the one I listen to the most. Uh, Undertale soundtrack is also really good. Yep, uh, all the songs are fantastic on that. But I would have to I would have to say Mass Effect is is my favorite. The Halo music's really good too, though. I mean, I've listened to that on like a Spotify station. Halo music, and um, I feel like there's another recent RPG that I adored the music in. Dragon Age. No, Witcher? I don't believe so. Yeah, the Witcher uh, pub songs or not? Is it the Witcher? It has the good pub songs? Uh, and what I loved was uh, <laughs> the singing on the uh, ships in Assassin's oh, Creed. Oh, yeah, the, the sea shanties. Yeah, loved that so much. Yeah, that was good stuff. I should just look at my my playlist. I think yes, I have a lot of it. video game music on. Uh, yeah, I have the Stardew Valley on here. The all the concerned oh, yeah. Ape tracks. Yeah, that's a really good soundtrack. Um, Civ Six. Yeah, I've got all the Civ Six on here. Some of the stuff I don't even know what it's from, but at one point I liked it. Yeah, th- there's a lot. Favorite soundtrack, Eric? I don't, don't have really, one, Dan. Don't no, really. I've never been a soundtrack guy. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Flower. Yeah, it'd probably be Flower. <laughs> Flower's great. Flower's amazing. Does Will have Flower on his PlayStation? Uh, Probably. I know what I'm doing tonight. If he doesn't, if he doesn't have it downloaded, I'm pretty sure he can have it downloaded. Okay. Do you know how to do that? Yes. Okay. I did it for Mass Effect. All right. Journey. Journey's another one. Another good one. Yep. Okay. I got it. That's something I have to start paying more attention to. Is like remembering which soundtracks I really like. That's my thing. I never notice. Yeah. I used to a lot. I remember watching movies when I was a kid. And just like loving a song that was in there, and I'd like look it up and find it on Napster and listen to it like a hundred times. Napster, Napster. Oh man! And then Metallica That's came it along back. and ruined it. <laughs> Thanks, Metallica. Thanks, Lars. <laughs> People still hate on them for that. Oh yeah, they still get ripped for that. They got more money than they could ever give a fuck what anybody said about that. <laughs> South no, Park has the, South Park has the best perspective on on all of that. Do you remember that episode? No. They showed one rapper's son who wanted a car for his birthday, and he was he was only like six or seven years old. They're like, instead of getting the special edition Lamborghini or whatever, he's only getting the regular version <laughs> because you pirated music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
anywho, uh, so thank you, Alex. Uh, Tito's feedback. So Tito says, hey, uh, I got Andromeda on, Andromeda on PC and have been spending time with the game. One thing I did early was go to Nexus Mods and I used the number one rated rider face for my playthrough because it's way better than the first face I made. I fell in love with my rider very quickly. Uh, quick overview of my combat setup. Playing as a Vanguard, I use Charge, Overload, and Nova. Uh, running usually with Carnifix Pistol and Discipline sh- Disciple Shotgun. I love the verticality of the game. It makes up for not being able to control your squad mates, loadout and abilities, and only having three abilities to use. Boo. I usually run in by jumping, using evade to close ground on my enemies, then slamming the ground with Nova, which primes up the combo. Then I use a charge toward whatever is the most dangerous and set off the biotic combo. It is a lot of fun. Pro tip. You can use jump and evade to cover ground quickly, even out of combat. I didn't know that. I didn't know you could do that. I guess if you draw your gun, that makes total sense. Uh, my campaign progress, I picked Bold as my second planet to visit and completed the vault and set up my outpost. I did the same, Tito. That was my, that was my second, second place, too. You got to pick? Yeah. They just kind of told me where to go. After EOS, you can go to Vold or uh, what's that other one? Oh, you can't go to both anyway? You go to both, but you pick one to go to first. Does that matter? No, I don't think so. Uh, okay, okay. Because I did both of them, so... <clears throat> Uh, so far the game is pretty buggy. My favorite bug has been a cutscene that had my rider missing her hair, so she was bald during the entire cutscene. <laughs> I do have problems with the game, but it's more a lot of small paper cuts adding up, not these big major flaws in the game yet. Uh, I should say, I, I've i only had one bug that I've noticed. I got stuck on something, and I couldn't get off of it. It was, uh, I feel like a cutscene happened, or a conversation happened. Uh, while I was like standing on this thing and then I couldn't get out of it. So I had to reload a save. I lost like 30 seconds of progress. It was no big deal. But that's a, the, really the only bug I've come across. Have you come across any bugs, Corey? The, yeah, just the one I talked about last week is uh, okay. completing a quest and having the experience ticker stick. Oh, gotcha. But it went away as soon as I restarted. Eric, anything? Uh, I don't know if this was the game's fault or if my PS4 is going to die or what, but. Uh, the first time I booted it up, there was like a weird pop and something like flashed across the screen and the sound wouldn't work. And I just restarted my PS4 and it worked. That sounds okay. like your TV. Better fucking not be. That's a new TV. Yeah. Hmm. Google it. See if it's a common issue with your TV. Or a common Google. issue with the game. Just I'm Google actually, it, Eric. Corey, I'll just ask you. Uh, can you Google it? <laughs> Is there a Google it meme? I'm just going to uh, save that man. so I can start <laughs> sending it to people. Don't you dare. Uh, one small problem is how often Andromeda tells you something rather than show you. Like when you make your first outpost and Bradley gives you the Prodromos flag, which they actually never show. Then on the Nexus to the bar, Liam is telling people to look at the flag, even though there is no flag to look at. The worst instance, though, is one small mission where you can track down an animal causing power outages. You capture the animal even though they never show you the animal. There's just a UI prompt to capture it. Uh, This happens a couple more times when reading data pads. Imagine the magician saying, ta-da, but you don't see the magic trick. He just instead just explains it to you. The whole encounter with the Angara I found to be really disappointing, too. It feels rushed, and very quickly they just feel like a normal alien race that shares all the same things humans do, even human numbers, if you look at their computer screens. I wish that was handled better. 
uh, and there was more feeling of awe, mystique, and wonder when running into the Angara. Besides all that, I fought my first architect that has been my gaming highlight of 2017, which made it awesome. Uh, is What made it awesome is I had no clue that this thing was in the game. I was legitimately surprised when I ran into this beast and my mouth dropped open. It was really fun fighting this thing. Overall, I give the game a B, maybe B+. The combat is probably the most fun I'm having with it. Uh, it even compares with Horizon's combat, honestly. I picked the perfect build for myself on my first playthrough, and I'm totally digging, digging it. Uh, last thing, Dan, I'm not kidding when I say I will mail you my PlayStation 4 and Horizon to make sure you get a chance to play it this year. Thank you, Tito, but I will borrow Will's, whether he likes it or not, even if I have to go over there and like spend a weekend. Just <laughs> <with> PlayStation. <laughs> I appreciate the offer, though. Sleepover. Sleepover. Uh, I agree the Architect fights were awesome. I really... I fought two of them now. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Corey, did you... No. No, you haven't done that yet? Nope. I don't. I know not of what you speak. Oh. Well, okay, then. Really? I fought, for... like, three or four of them. <laughs> You're in for a treat. I don't think so, anyway. No, All you, I did was... I did a ton of stuff on EOS, like almost everything yeah. that I could. And then I went back to the planet or the uh, friggin' what's it called? The what? big spaceship. Nexus. I did the Nexus and did everything there that I could at that point. Talked to everybody on my sh- ship and now I'm ready to go to my next planet. That's where I'm at. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Tito says in the chat, you'd know if you fought an architect. Yes, you would. You definitely would. Good to know. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm glad Tito wrote in his thoughts because I've seen him playing it, and I want I was I was gonna te- uh, message him on Origin or whatever and uh, be like, hey, be sure to send in your thoughts on Andromeda. But I forgot, of course, because that's what I do. Uh, but I'm glad he glad he sent in his thoughts. Uh, yeah. We I don't think we need to talk about Mass Effect anymore, right? No. No. Seven out of ten. <clears throat> Seven out of ten, yeah. Uh, okay. Time for the game giveaway, right? Yeah, and we should also note, uh, surprisingly absent, I don't really like it, is uh, Idaho Jake. Oh, who yeah. Won, who won last week and never picked his game. Um, Come on, Jake. Pull it together. Get your shit together, Jake. I don't I don't care what you got going on. He's probably still celebrating Ryan and Valerie's uh nuptials. Oh uh, yeah. Did we well, did we he mention can get that? His, he can get I his did. ass to podcast night on Thursdays, all right? He can get his ass <laughs> here. Yeah, I gave I gave them a shout out last week. Yeah, they got a shout out on our Facebook. That too? Shh, that was me. My bad. <laughs> Not uh, my bad. Not my bad. No. But my bad. <laughs> Jake, your options were Action Hank, Fairy Bloom, Freesia. No wonder he didn't pick a game. <laughs> Scribble Knots. You know what? I'll pass. Scribble Knots is all right. <laughs> Scribble Knots right? Unlimited. Yeah. Trying, trying to in the Sanctum Collection. So trying let us know. Uh, I'm going to say, Jake, if any of those games come up again, then you're going to lose the ability to pick it. Ooh. So that's how, that's how we're going to play this play these games i'll play them i'll play these games <laughs> Corey. in fairness i was the first in the whatsapp group to wish a happy birthday that is true i don't know who the first one overall was my friend uh one of my friends always used to wait till midnight and then he'd text me really? he hasn't been doing that lately 
That's usually what I do. Yes. Well, I smooth. was drinking. I was drinking Friday night. Also. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you get a couple beers of me, and I get sleepy. Sleepy. Same. I don't think I went to bed early, but at least you went to sleep at your own house, Dan. I did go to sleep at my own house. Yes. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I stayed up till the witching hour both nights last weekend. Nice. Three three o'clock. That's when the, 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 the witches. Hour? That's when the witches come out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so we've got four pieces of feedback. Uh, Ryan yep. is number one. Cameron is number two. Alex is number three. Tito is number four. I've got my random number generator up in the live stream, twitch.tv slash athletes. So you can verify there's no funny business going on. No funny. And the winner of this week's game giveaway is number three, is Alex. Alex. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Is Alex. Do we know? I don't know if we know. I think you told us. No. Probably did at some point. If not, remind us. I know Alex is a new like on Facebook. Okay. I think may see, maybe recently started writing in. Okay. Well, we wrote in last week too, right? Yeah. Welcome. I believe so. Okay. So Alex, you get to choose between game one and game one hundred ninety-eight out of five. So the first one up is number eighteen, which is Stardew Valley. Ooh. Damn. Not only is that a great game, but that will run on anything. It will run on a toaster. Yes, that is a perfect one. Game number two. Number 80. I feel like that comes up every time. Outlast. Another good good That's option. Enough. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, that is your Outlast, Dan, that you have ready to go. Okay. Uh, 85. Euro Truck Simulator 2. Another one of yours, Dan. This is a gold mine right here. This is pretty good, good. Three good games right now. It's a good run. Let's not jinx it. Knocking on wood. Number four. Game 77. Batman. Arkham City. Game of the year. Wow. What? This is a legendary pack right here. Yes, Alex in Houston. Is that is that it? Yes. Alex in Houston. All right. In your last game, will he get the... What's, what's a five? Uh, the... What are we calling it? Um, the Cinco, de, C- Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de... Will he hit the Cinco de Mayo? Cinco de game. Abril. Game number 146. Gotham City Imposters Professional bum, Kit. Bum, bum, bum. Not quite. Not quite a hit. <laughs> Good sound effect. That was, yeah, that was, that was indistinguishable perfect. from the real one. Well, you know. All right. So again, that's Gotham City Imposters. Uh, what did I say? Something kit, professional kit, whatever that <laughs> means. Uh, Euro Truck Simulator Two, Outlast, Batman: Arkham City, Game of the Year Edition, and Stardew Valley. So, man, Arkham City is one of my favorite games. It's a good one. They're all good ones. Yeah. yeah well, I don't know about any, anything about Gotham Gotham City. That's Imposters. not a good one. <laughs> We have to remember to mention the game giveaway at the top of the episode. I think I forgot to do that the last two episodes, but okay, especially for people that write in and don't even think about it. Yeah, it might be nice to know. And I should mention like who won last week <laughs> at the top of every episode. Mm-hmm. Good idea. See, Jake, you would have had a hands full of ripe with great games tonight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, really, we next, just mess your jig. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the truth. 
Oh, well, I I want to know what happened in this day in gaming. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't even know what I today is. That. I love that little fact. April 6th. Today is April 6th. Uh, um, also, the 100th anniversary of the U.S. entering World War One. You know what the History Channel today? showed? Yeah. You know what the History Channel showed? Ice Road Truckers. Pawn Stars. 12 episodes. Oh. God. I only know that's... that from a Reddit post. I don't know if that's actually true. It's unverified. <laughs> but It's not surprising. It makes that's sense. All, that's all the History Channel is anymore is that garbage yeah next week anyway next week we don't have a topic the week after that is our 300th episode so there's that does that mean we revisit our top 10 i think i still think we should we can do that Uh, i had thrown out the all-time thummies idea Uh, individual all-time thummies it's up to you guys we'll have to talk about it i'm fine with revisiting top 10 maybe maybe we do top 10 next week or and then all time thummies that's a good idea that way we know what we're gonna do next week we can or vice versa all time thummies next week and then since we've done our top 10 um you know well is will gonna be be here next week oh no he's gonna be gone our 100th episode what oh brutal that's when he's gonna be he said he would be on still I don't know if he's still in chat or not, but he's not gonna. He has to. He has to be on. So do you, do you want to do all time thummies next week? Top or ten. He takes a pay cut. Yeah, pay cut. Definitely pay cut. Boy, that's a heavy task. All time thummies. Why? That's a that lot a, to think about. That is a heavy task. <laughs> I mean, I could probably do one of those a week, like one category. What do you mean? figure out the answer my top three for one category or top five for one category in that one whole week me, that would, would take probably... me a week to do really? all time oh yeah you only need the top game your some top us, game of all time some of us take this stuff seriously dan well so do i but doesn't sound like it i for a lot of them i probably already have answers you really don't think you could get that together by next i'm just cause... gonna pick life is strange for every category <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I. It would be asking a lot. I'm not saying I won't do it, but well, I'm not going to be happy with what I bring. Do you want to do that the week after? Then I would the rather do our top our, ten on our 300th episode. Well, that's what I mean. But yeah. I mean, the week after that, 301 be uh, all time all time thummies. Maybe uh, we if keep we don't that ha- in our back pocket. If we don't have a game to talk about, which I don't think we do, right? It's nothing I'm going to be buying in the next handful of weeks that i can think of yeah i'll be playing either mass effect horizon or zelda yeah same here other than horizon eventually we can uh we'll chat about it yeah yeah 300th episode will be our top 10 revisited 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 revisited, revisited, whatever might have have some additions boys yeah so, Corey, you're going to have to go back and dig up our old top tens and get back to us because you're an enabler. I've got them saved somewhere. Okay. I, what I'll probably do is I'll just pull out clips where we do the like summary of what we listed. Okay. So we can hear our prepubescent voices talking about <laughs> our top ten games from, yeah, six years ago. 
Well, no, because it would seven? be our 200th episode. Oh, you want to go to 200th? Okay. Right, because didn't we update it then? Yeah, we did. So we want to update off of our freshest list. Fair enough. Did we do top five yep. or ten for our first episode? First episode was top ten games, wasn't it? Or top five. So it was one, 100, 200, and then 300. Yeah. Okay. It was a running theme. Gotcha. 300. How many years we've been doing this? 2010 or 2000. 2011 we started, so we're going on six Jesus. years. A lot of free content out there. A lot of free you content. You know what I was thinking about? And maybe this is a selling point on the new website. Um, we are probably the only gaming podcast to have the same cast for that many years. I know that many, that many years. Yeah. Oh man. Which could be good or bad. I mean, how, depending on how you want to look at it, I think it's a good thing. Personally, I think it's a great thing. (laughs) I've been meaning to talk to you. (laughs) Nobody's moved on to bigger and better things. That's for goddamn sure. Uh, I guess yeah, that's right. what happens with like a a family run podcast, though. Like our sure. children will someday have this podcast. Like this so is, they this they is will inherit. This is like yeah. New York Giants season tickets. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the only, only way, way you can get into this podcast <laughs> is if you're born into it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I personally think that's a special thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we don't know what we're gonna do for next week yet, but we will have something anyway, right? Yep. That'll do it for episode two ninety eight of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host Dan. I'm Eric. Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.